During the break, we were just talking about how we found our apartments, and you found it in a very old-school fashion. Would you like to tell the folks your little tip? Yeah, we were just driving around, and we were kind of desperate because we were moving out under like way less than ideal circumstances because the apartment above us was leaking into ours, and the building wasn't doing anything about it, so we couldn't get out uh, fast enough. So we were just driving around, and we ended up driving through like Pico Robertson. And, um, I probably don't want to say where we live. <laughs> Oh yeah, we can, yeah, you can take that again. We were, if you want, we were uh, driving yeah. through bleep, and then, uh, <laughs> and then, um, yeah, and then we just ended up calling like the numbers of signs on the lawns whenever yeah. it said yeah. for rent, and then that ended up being like probably the best way to find like a rent controlled place in LA that's mm-hmm. surprisingly not doesn't have like a three hundred percent markup. Yeah, it's like uh, with older uh, building managers that don't know how to use internet. So, yes, yeah. I love those. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there was a yeah. complete. Uh, inept boob that ran this place mm-hmm. ages ago but it, that worked out perfectly for me <laughs> because yeah. he was also very lazy in terms of sifting through applications mm. and spun some uh nonsense story about how it was so hard to get into this building and that i really lucked out with the people that i knew down the hall but then as i learned out uh, learned out i learned later it was very much if someone referred someone else into the building mm. it solved a problem for the guy mm-hmm. which is funny because i ended up moving in like lots of people i know mm. Which was great for a while. Some of them moved out, but my friend Kieran still lives across the hall, and that's really nice. Nice. And um, way better than... And the North Hollywood place I had, it was the last place I think we looked at, my my ex and I. Uh, I'm going to just say the last place I looked at. And it was starting to get like desperation, like, oh my God, what am Mm. I going to do? Because the whole week had been set aside to just fly out here to find a place. And when you don't know anything about where anything is, like you yeah. see some real shitholes. Mm. Oh yeah, right. Especially yeah. when you're like have a certain budget and all that. Mm. Oh my god, there was one place I went into that looked like a, a like a uh, neglected shopping mall. <laughs> like there was plants yeah. inside, and there was carpet. And then the woman kept making a big deal of how there was new fixtures, which meant one of those sinks that has just like a it looks like a serving bowl. Uh, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it was it smelled and they were like, Oh, it's cash deposit, which we can't guarantee back. I was like, what? We'll be leaving now. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. god, that's a scam. There's a lot of scammers. We here. saw some pretty bad places before we got ours. Yeah. Ours is really cute. It's just like not functional for what we need now. So yeah. we're looking to possibly buy a house somewhere, maybe not in LA. Probably not in LA with the prices. But, yeah, yeah, probably they, not in LA with the prices. We could afford some things, but not the mm-hmm. things that we're wanting to. Because it's like a million is like the minimum here. Yeah, it's like yeah, yeah. You can't even and even that right. Even it's that like, is uh, like hard. Like if you want to move to LA, like just saying, like you should be prepared to spend at least four thousand a month if you want something livable. Unless you like luck out and find like you know mm-hmm. rent controlled spaces mm-hmm. like which are yeah. very hard to come by. Mm-hmm. We're we're both very lucky oh, people. Yeah, but yeah, we, we love the aesthetics of our apartment, just not the optics of it. I guess mm-hmm. yeah. like not you know the sound is not great. The insulation yeah. we have no central air, no which air. is horrible yeah. for me who hates the heat, as we talked about before. <laughs> exactly, uh, and also wants to do drag in the bedroom. And oh like, yeah, it's terrible for drag. Yeah, yeah, and then we <laughs> don't have enough space for like a drag setup to be permanent like a right. makeup mm-hmm. setup 
like I have a makeup desk, but like we have to put up the lights every time I want to shoot something. So just know when you're watching this video, there's a whole production <laughs> yeah. that happens. Yeah, it's exactly. It's very much a production. Yeah, the like, couch has been rearranged, you know, like for shooting. <laughs> Even just this, which is a simple, yeah. you know, straight on shot. Yeah. yeah. It's funny, which I don't mind. And like I have, uh, thankfully, the background in video production to be like, okay, this, this. Also, you can mm-hmm. just, anyone listening uh, or watching, you can just do it yourself. Just figure yeah. it out. There's mm-hmm. so many tutorials online. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So don't let your space be a barrier. But it is funny. You do start noticing things mm-hmm. that you're like, okay, that's not great for this. And the sound thing, my neighbor and I have a good relationship and we tell each other when we're going to be out and all that stuff. So then we can turn up the music loud mm-hmm. because anything with serious bass response, like those speakers, mm-hmm. I, I remember putting them on and having something on so low, I couldn't hear the music in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. But you can feel the bass. And uh, I was like, well, if I can feel the yeah. bass here, he can. You know, because yeah. it's like a very thin wall, and there's all these those little weird things. The, yeah. In the middle of the pandemic, it sounded like there was a dance recital going on upstairs <laughs> because uh, people were working out at home. Yeah. But yeah. Um, were you, the place that you left that had the thing, mm-hmm. you said something before we took the put the mics back on. There was like yeah. spores. Oh yeah, so yeah, there was an unaddressed leak in the kitchen above ours. Um, and so basically, yeah, our apartment turned into the upside down from Stranger Things because yeah, it was like you could see the air. It was like that's how gross it was. Uh, and by the end, by the time we moved out and we moved out in pretty quick fashion, it would about yeah. like um, two weeks transpired from when it when that's how long it like that's how little it took two weeks for like wow. yeah. be like, oh, there's water running down the kitchen walls yeah. to be like. It's fully moldy and like our cabinet is like coming off of the wall. Yeah, it was literally starting to like tilt off the wall. The building manager could like couldn't care less, but we're pretty lucky because Mm -hmm. his dad is a real estate attorney. Mm -hmm. So we got him to like draft like a really threatening letter (laughs) and like Yeah, so we ended up getting like we moved out, we didn't have to like repaint, we got our deposit back. Mm -hmm. And then we got like even more money back because we had to throw away a lot of our furniture and like everything in our kitchen Mm -hmm. that was like in the cabinets. So it's like moving to the new place. Yeah, Yeah, our sofa literally, anything fabric in the apartment we couldn't keep. Right. Mm -hmm. It gets Uh, ruined. Totally. Because there's like the mold spores. Uh they had like his dad paid a mold the guy to come out and like look at it mm-hmm. and he showed us like the infrared camera of the mold and oh it was God. horrifying and like literally i mean i hope it just happened in two weeks and we weren't living with that forever but like yeah. it was really really like gross and we had to move out really quickly so we were lucky we found the place that we did yeah he had an inf- uh what was it he had one of those moisture detector things yeah. oh, okay. and then the ceiling yeah. of the kitchen it just looked like a small pond where the water was just collecting and sat. Oh, wow. And we reported the leak. Um, as soon as it happened. We reported the leak as soon as it happened. And then, like, the manager came by to look at it. And he's like, oh, okay, I'll talk to the guy above you. And I'll let you know if I have any updates. And so he went off and he did his thing. And we didn't hear from him. And we didn't <laughs> we didn't see a visible leak yeah. after that. So we're like, oh, I guess he took care of it. Like, we yeah. don't see it. And then it happened again where it was literally... Um, a steady like not a torrential downpour but like a steady drip out of our cabinets we could hear it from the living room oh god and so he just just he hadn't done anything about it and it's like leaks don't resolve themselves (laughs) and so we were like we got to get out of here like this place is a mess like they're not doing anything about a leak and it's like they're sacrificing their whole building just because they're what like lazy or they don't want to and it's funny because like the building manager was the building owner's son-in-law so i was like oh you know he chewed his ass out because (laughs) oh yeah not only did they have to give us our deposit back but they had to pay us like for all of our damages oh right was like several like way more 
a lot that, yeah. a lot more yeah. which was good because like we needed it to buy more furniture <laughs> yeah. because yeah. like all of our furniture was like ruined yeah. yeah we didn't make any money off it we broke even with we what broke they even. paid us yeah. Yeah. yeah by the time we like paid the movers and like it mm-hmm. we literally broke even yeah but then they had to get a whole mold abatement team and yeah. tear out probably the entire kitchen and a, ceiling to do the that living room and everything so yeah. it's like yeah it was more expensive for them to like just all he had to do was like find out what was happening and yeah. stop yeah. it, and it could uh, have been over. But it, so it was a bad thing. But it ended up being good in the sense that it forced us out of that apartment because we moved in like two months before lockdowns. Literally, oh. so we moved in in like January of um, 2020. Yeah, and it was fine when we were going about our normal lives. But um, when we were in lockdown, it was really tough because the unit got almost zero sunlight. Yeah. Because it was one of those units where all the windows are along the side of the apartment building. And there's another apartment building right next to that. So Uh you're looking into a very slim. Yeah. You really had no view of anything except for like the apartment across the street. And there were like eight children in one apartment that were always screaming. Yeah. (laughs) So we couldn't even like um, lessen the... um, the lockdown cabin fever by just opening a window and staring at the sky or at grass or anything. Yeah. You were staring at another um, ugly apartment building like feet away where there's a family living there. Um, Nothing against them. They didn't decide to like live across from us, but it was just like, I'm sure they were mutually miserable being stuck in there. Sure. And it was just like, we started going crazy. It was too much. We were going feral. Yeah. Our new place is like, much different it's like it gets yeah. way more natural sunlight which is amazing mm-hmm. yeah but there's no central air so it also makes it really hot yeah. <laughs> living in la the means yeah. nice though yeah yeah living in la i feel like or maybe any city but la and i'm sure new york especially it's like you learn every place you move into you learn what you can live without and like what you need yeah. like what the essentials are yeah. yeah and like for us ac we need that yeah like no question i'm trying to can. move out by summer i like yeah. told him explicitly like I am not living in this apartment another summer. I will literally move back into my parents' house. I will not stay another summer there. So we're like working on it. What area are you thinking of if not LA? Like still in California? Um, Probably. Mm -hmm. Yeah, maybe California. Maybe Orange County where his family's from. Mm. Maybe where my family's from in the North Bay. I would like to move back up north. He went Mm. to school in Berkeley. So he's very familiar. Mm -hmm. He's like... Uh, his family loves like the San Francisco Bay Area mm-hmm, and like mm-hmm. visiting and stuff. So I'm sure that they they would be happy to like have an excuse yeah. to visit more yeah. often. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, my mom made me a very tempting offer if I move back to my hometown, which maybe I I mean work from home. Uh, yeah. So it's like yeah. I can really work from anywhere. He doesn't yet. Yeah. But he's like working on it. Yeah, I need uh, to find something fully remote. But yeah. there's more and more stuff nowadays. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's a matter of time. So. It's like if yeah. I move back north. We could buy a whole house and mm-hmm. like yeah. have space. Like my mm-hmm. dream is to have like a basement area, or, like uh, redo a garage and turn it into a drag studio. Yes, and mm-hmm. like uh, have my like lights up permanently, have a makeup set, and then just be able to close the door to the mess. <laughs> uh, I would love that because yeah. I we do a whole production because like I we're really into interior design as well as just like architecture yeah. and like style of houses. So like. I like the way that I decorate my house and I like it to look nice and clean and I don't mm-hmm. like things in the way. So like I have to put the lights away like every time mm-hmm. I use them so that yeah. our bedroom can look normal and cute. Yeah. You know what I mean? I do. You yeah. know, it's funny because that area over there is kind of the dining room area, but mm-hmm. then now it's the green screen area, which yeah. I haven't made 
as much use of as I wanted to. But then mm-hmm. one day I was looking at it and I was like, that's been up for a year and I've not, and I went, wait, Craig, pandemic, there's been mm-hmm. a pandemic. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. but yeah. I have a couple YouTube series things that I'm working on, you know, that ideas and stuff that mm-hmm. will be coming out soon. And I'll be making uh, substantial use of that. Also figuring yeah. out, it takes a while to figure out like the webcam and the settings mm-hmm. and all yeah. that stuff. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. but um, it's great also that you two work on the stuff together. And also yeah. that, that's mm-hmm. another sign, right? Where you're like, hey, we can work on stuff together. Yeah. yeah. You know. For me. It, yeah. Huh? Oh, sorry. What were you going to say? I was just going to say that you're doing a lot more of it now. We were, I was assisting a lot more in the, like, maybe the first year of, like, quarantine. Yeah, but because then, yeah. Uh, when digital drag really yeah. hit. Yeah. yeah. And then I was doing some digital drag stuff. I hate editing. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll only do, like, editing of, like, the videos that I post online, the little look videos, sure. like, yeah. the really short ones. Yeah. I'll do that on my phone. But, like, when it comes to, like, having to edit a whole video, mm-hmm. I can't do it. He did all of it. <laughs> all of it. So, if you look yeah, at any of the digital yeah. drag numbers. There, it was so, Mr. Krem. Yeah, that's the where the cameraman and editor. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, I'm be like, I'm going to let you hyper-focus, and I'm going to go do something else. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'll just, like, I would, like, just tell him, like, the ideas of, like, what I wanted. Yeah. And, like, I feel like. Um, the ones that I really love the most were the Klaus No Me one. Oh yeah, because uh, I love Klaus. Klaus was another one that I had on my binder in high school. Oh, that's I perfect. was in love with Klaus No Me. He was like my everything. I was just yeah. I found his album um randomly at a Rasputin when I was like fifteen, and it changed my life. Like oh yeah, yeah, it truly did. Um, so I got to do lightning uh, striking. Uh, and it was it was so good. We basically recreated shot per shot the mm-hmm. the music video. Oh, for amazing! It. Yeah, and as in the resources that we had. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So a lot of like YouTube like effects overlays. Yeah, <laughs> it was like that was really good. And then um, I did one that was like um, uh, uh, TikTok size, basically yeah. like uh, that vertical um, to uh, Nancy Sinatra flowers on the wall, and we did like the stop motion thing with the flowers, and that was really cute. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was like really fun. It was yeah. really frustrating also back in the day, but at least yeah. it gave us something to do. Yeah, yeah. yeah and then when that kind of like died off, um, yeah, it was like not really a thing that I wanted to participate in anymore because yeah. I feel like when it started, it was really hot. Yeah. And then like it just like became not worth it. Yeah. <laughs> it's a funny thing too because I was doing like a daily series at the beginning of the lockdown mm-hmm. and then I found I had no energy for it. Yeah. And then I also, it just, also you're, perception of everything is at that point mm-hmm. a few yeah. months in guts gets so warped yeah yeah that suddenly uh, especially something that you were very immersed in because it mm-hmm. was like thank god this is an escape from all this mm-hmm. then that became its own yeah. issue mm-hmm. you're like i hate that now mm-hmm. yeah it was <laughs> yeah. wild because i think like when that first started everybody was like yeah we can still go to drag shows like yeah support your queens blah blah and then as yeah. it dragged on and like everybody was like losing their jobs and nobody mm-hmm. had money anymore and nobody yeah. was happy and like it was still dragging on like i think it just like plummeted like significantly yeah there was but, a real catharsis for it the first yeah couple months at least yeah. there was like really rabid like yeah. the money was insane mm. it was like equal to like traveling money for some of these shows mm. wow yeah. yeah um and it was like yeah really good but you know mm-hmm. Um, I think that every, really died down, and everyone yeah. hit. I think the wall at the same time, mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. in terms of enthusiasm for anything. Yeah. yeah, and we all went through a collective trauma yeah. <laughs> and depression. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Although it's good to note that we all tried to do something and did, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and did things. Mm-hmm. But then after I don't know what point in the uh, hellscape that it mm-hmm. was, it was just impossible to. Yeah. yeah, the best thing you could do is just get through the day. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah. yeah, and now like the way that. Um, I do things now is 
he will help me like set up the lights and stuff because that's the worst part of it for me. Yeah. Sometimes like what makes me not want to get in drag is like that I know that I have to set up the camera every time. <laughs> like I can do drag without filming it, but like I want to film it and I yeah. want to have like that. And mm-hmm. it's like another resource too. Um, it's great archive too. Yeah, a great archive. I want to like my like getting ready videos became super popular, which is like funny because when I started doing drag, I like really wanted to be like mysterious and elusive and like only post looks and like be one of those fashiony kind of girls that did like you know like Ryan Burke and like uh-huh. those artists. I would just post like occasionally like masterpieces, <laughs> and I'm like I can't like you know let anybody get too close. And then like <laughs> it was just like no, I'm actually like friends with the people that follow me now. And, like we talk and like I'm actually like not a serious I'm like an idiot I'm like not a serious like drama <laughs> like art person like I want to talk about things and like posting process videos people really responded yeah so well to them and like we're just fascinated with the way that I did my makeup and I like had like drag friends previously that were like oh don't do videos like that that's so like cheap blah blah mm. and then like when I didn't have them in my life anymore I was like whatever I'm just gonna do what I like want to do yeah and it became like probably like the most successful like thing Mm -hmm. for me um in terms of like you know my drag career and like continuing to stay relevant i guess without having to be on a tv show sure as like the makeup and like the journey and like you know all that stuff so people respond really well to it Mm -hmm. part of what makes me want not want to do it is the whole process of setting up the camera and the lights so he takes care of that yeah he'll like put up the lights Mm -hmm. put the like camera batteries to charge like put all that stuff mm-hmm. in its like place and then i just have to like do drag mm-hmm. um and then we'll like take down stuff together afterwards mm-hmm. i usually have more like energy after drag because i like <laughs> i'm riding the high of like being beautiful yeah yeah <laughs> yeah and then um you would like upload like the videos or the photos mm-hmm. and then send them to me and then it was yeah. it was a process though going from the digital drag stuff to what you do now with the process videos which you shoot like on you know our camera and then you edit on your iphone because in between we would do kind of like process videos on youtube for like longer tutorials like 40 minute things Uh but that's where it became really tricky because i was really useful as an editor for like digital drag stuff but became absolutely useless when it came to these longer process videos Mm -hmm. because i don't know what to cut and what to keep when it comes to the makeup because that's the artistry that i i don't understand like a lot of what goes into that even though i've seen you do it a million times now yeah and so we were doing that and it was so time consuming doing those 40 minute youtube tutorials yeah because if i'm like stopping to explain everything it takes like four hours (laughs) and i'm like i could do my makeup in 45 minutes yeah and like when i do like these little videos it usually takes me like an hour and a half sometimes two hours if i'm like really taking my time and getting up and getting a drink and watching a movie like while i'm doing it you know what i mean yeah it's like my relaxing time sure um but like for gigs i've definitely gotten ready like 40 minutes on emergencies Mm -hmm. and stuff like that but like four hours like sitting there and then i like i take a serious like dive in energy Uh if i'm like having to do it because then i go back into retail like makeup mode where i'm just like and then you want to apply the foundation to the neck and blend down and then like i find myself becoming like a retail zombie again (laughs) and i'm like i don't know if this is good for me so like as far as like long like we stopped doing the youtube thing yeah at first I was like, yeah, maybe I'll be a YouTube star and I'll never have to work again. <laughs> and then like, I feel like that kind of culture died on YouTube as far mm-hmm. as like makeup artistry, like the 
drag queens that are doing really well on YouTube are ones that have been on Drag Race already. Sure. And are just using it as like another stream of income in addition to their like performances. Um, and then I was just like, I don't have like the energy who are this. Like I don't have the time. I don't, yeah. I can't edit this. I don't want to shoot it. Like it doesn't bring me joy and happiness. But like shooting these like little 30 second videos is like fun. Yeah. And it's like, and the response has been. It tremendous yeah. right and it's like i don't have to explain it like i'm putting eyeliner on what else <laughs> yeah. what else you gotta know about it <laughs> yeah it's that yeah. funny thing where you have to find the sweet spot with that stuff because you think this is what i should be doing mm-hmm. sometimes that overrides everything else mm-hmm. for a while and you're like wait no i gotta get through it or and and then when you have that other barrier of it's almost like learning a language mm-hmm. right for that and then you're feeling like you're lost in this and am i hitting mm-hmm. the right points and then yeah. ultimately you have to say is this bringing me joy yeah because unless it's like suddenly dumping tons of money yeah. into your yeah. coffers and you're like wait this is a drain yeah this yeah. is a drain and that's when you gotta say goodbye to it yeah to be able yeah. to simplify your process and to do it without all the stuff that isn't working is like a huge relief like the fact that you can edit all that stuff on your phone now yeah. is amazing like you can do a lot more editing on your phone mm-hmm. than we used to do an iMovie on my laptop like there's so much more <laughs> no, yeah. right? it, it's not a plug in shot unless they want to sponsor you Oh, I but love like, InShot. But yeah. like, using it's my that favorite app, Tezza yeah. too. <laughs> but it, it's so yeah, it's so cool that like. Um, but I guess we had to go through all that stuff, yeah, like the arduous a- YouTube stuff, mm. to figure that out. Yo, we were like. I said we don't have fights, but I was like, I have diva meltdowns very often. <laughs> and like, he is used to it, I feel like by now. It's still not like fun for anyone. <laughs> but like, <laughs> I don't take it personally. Yeah, I think you know that I'm just like having like a meltdown. Yeah. And like, and like, you know, if I like, I was melting today earlier yeah. and like saying the things, like, I'd rather be dead right now. <laughs> yeah. Like, I like say them with such like, hate in my heart <laughs> it's almost like so over the top yeah, yeah. it's like diva behavior <laughs> sure yeah, and it's, it's like work related stuff you're like oh this is that thing yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 we need to make a meme out of you having a meltdown and then put that text this too shall pass <laughs> or something like that. that'd be great at like a bts video where it's uh-huh. just those moments yeah. yeah have a wild cam just catching uh-huh. that or like yeah. last night we were trying to go out to like precinct to see a show but like my i just paid like a shit ton of money to have like my brakes fixed on my car and it started doing the thing again and then we were like, okay, let's take your car. But then his car started having like tire troubles and we we're like, oh God. And then I had to cancel on my friend, which I felt really bad about. And like, we had to drive to like four different gas stations to find one with a working air pump. Uh, yeah. It was like awful. And then he was like, well, can I take you somewhere special <laughs> to make up for it? Oh, like as nice. we, we had fixed it and drive it. And I was like, yeah, the morgue. <laughs> it was, like, it was so and then I had to wait like 10 seconds before saying anything else. I was like, okay, just, you know, let it. You're like, out. okay, yeah. that's where we're at. Okay. Yeah. yeah I was like, or Jack in the Box for a yeah. milkshake, which is what we ended up yeah. doing <laughs> <laughs> around the corner from our apartment and then going to bed. That was a good compromise <laughs> between the morgue and the yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is such a specific feeling when you especially have plans to go to a friend's thing. Mm-hmm. Everything goes wrong. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, I, we got to cut the losses and just go to bed, but we need mm-hmm. something. Yeah. So it's yeah. Jack of the box. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. A little milkshake for our, our troubles. <laughs> yeah. Is that your favorite junk food place? Uh, we, or fast food? We like a lot of food. We, we're yeah. definitely, we're not foodies in the sense that we're like pretentious, but we're like eaties. Like we just, <laughs> oh, eat. yeah. we eating. just be yeah. eating. Yeah. Yeah. Some we of love the... to eat. I love to cook. I cook constantly mm-hmm. and I'm a great cook. 
as you can tell on my yeah. Instagram stories, people tell me to make cooking videos and drag all the time. Honestly. Because oh, they yeah. just like want to yeah. like my recipes. Yeah. Want to steal my recipes. <laughs> I actually had an idea recently. I was like, you know what I should do? I should release a little cookbook about like the things that I like put online that people really like. But um, cooking by Krim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like I mean, created. Uh, I like released my uh, hot chicken recipe, my uh-huh. chicken tender recipe. I think like during the pandemic, because I was like, stop going to Chick Fil A, stop giving them your money. Mm-hmm. Like, right? They're literally funding like hate groups. Like, here's a recipe to make chicken that's way better, and like people really like responded well to it. Tons of people made it. So many pictures are like, this is the best chicken I've ever had. Like, and I'm like, okay, yes, like that would be like really fun to do. Yeah. But, like, as far as, like, junk food, we, like, like, um, like- I, Jack in the Box is, like, bottom of the barrel, but their, like, milkshakes mm-hmm. are really good. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'll really have to try cheap. one sometime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've never they're, had the milkshake. Milkshakes in LA are very expensive. Actually, you probably yeah, they know. are. They're, like, That's 13 right. bucks mm-hmm. for, like, a small one. It's wild. Yeah, it, yeah. And it's funny, because it makes that, remember that gag in Pulp Fiction? It was, what was it, like, a $5? Oh, yeah. $5 milkshake? Like which is nice. so quaint now. Which yeah. is like, that's actually how much the one at Jack in the Box costs. Yeah, yeah and you're like, thank large. God, it's only five. Yeah. 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 It's like really, because sometimes you just want like a big milkshake to like yeah. suck down in like 30 seconds and yeah. just feel like crap. But like, yeah, Jack yeah. in the Box is good for that. Yeah. But like, we really like, I don't know if you, have you been to Apple Pan? Mm. No, and I've heard uh, of it. Yeah. Oh, okay. I great. call it, yeah. <laughs> it's like from like the 20s or 30s. Yeah. And like, <laughs> I always like think of that scene from like Judy where she's like eating a hamburger. And so like the way that the burgers taste, I can't explain it. Like uh-huh. tastes like they're like 1930s burgers that <laughs> Judy Garland is eating. So I call them Judy Garland burgers. <laughs> they're like so good. And, they like, taste like it. I don't they, know they taste like Judy Garland. It has a very distinct, I think it's like the, the ketchup or the relish that they use. Yeah, like sure. a very vintage recipe or something. Yeah. But it tastes very old school and yeah. it's really good and they and like that, yeah. double fry their fries oh, yeah their fries oh. are god tier oh. yeah god tier yeah. i gotta go there maybe when uh, yeah. when ada and i are back here yeah we yeah. should all go that'd be lovely. oh yeah yeah, yeah for sure fun. oh yeah. and they have uh incredible banana green pie oh yeah like stacked oh. with bananas if okay. you like any of that stuff yeah. i do i love yeah. old school yeah. recipe oh you'd love stuff. it yeah, yeah. I, I, like if a place has a vibe that's its own yeah yeah i love that it has a really cute vibe inside i think it's closed inside still and but they opened up like an order window um, oh, okay. on the outside, mm-hmm. and you go to the front and you wait for it. But they also have a patio in the back that they opened up in their, I think, previous like mm-hmm. uh, I don't know what back area that they had. They yeah. made a really pretty used to little be a parking lot, I think. Or, yeah, uh, yeah, back. Yeah, alley. I think they turned their parking lot or back yeah. alley into mm. like a little outside, mm. really cute. But, but that's yeah. Good. When it reopens, though, like when we're no longer dodging killer viruses, <laughs> the actual <laughs> restaurant inside is like the cutest place you've ever seen. It's a like u-shaped wraparound diner counter oh, wow and okay. it's Wood got paneling. a really yeah, yeah it's got this like cool communal feeling because it's so small like the actual yeah. counter and space itself is so small and it's that wraparound shape and it's just counter seating that you're just seating sitting side by side people in these swivel chairs and you know drinking like diet coke out of one of those paper funnels and a little like metal <laughs> and, it, and the it's food really quality cute. itself is really good yeah, I, yeah we always talk about this but we always feel like the burgers are like small until we go there and yeah. get them and we're like wait these are actually like giant burgers yeah. but like yeah. in our memory every time we think of it the burgers are really small but yeah, yeah if you're yeah. in la visiting whatever go to apple pan mm-hmm. on the west side it's really really good yeah um yeah junk food we don't really eat out Wingstop, so much yeah wing stop yeah. i love okay. wings yeah. yeah wings are great yeah, yeah, yeah wings yeah. are really good they're one of my like top foods uh, i need to yeah. cook more uh so i should try your hot chicken recipe mm. oh yeah i'll send it's it to good. you yeah, yeah thank you yeah i have a lot of really great recipes i think part of also why i like 
I mean, I cook so much because I love cooking and yeah. like I've always like cooked. Yeah. Um, and like been really into cooking, but um, a huge <laughs> reason is because like in the area that we live in, there's not a lot of great food. Mm-hmm. There's like you know people think Beverly Hills or you know that area mm-hmm. like oh like super good like fancy restaurants and stuff it's like no it's a lot of gimmicks yeah it's a lot of gimmicky food that's actually not good and it's like we've gone to like the fancy restaurants and like a large portion of them are like disgusting yeah Yeah. like we've been to like (laughs) one of the big ones for us i'm gonna call you out okay (laughs) (laughs) Lori's prime rib Uh is like the worst prime rib i've ever had in my life and (laughs) like all of their food was like nasty if you want good prime rib you should go to lg steakhouse in palm springs because they have the best prime rib and the best food but this is good to know because many times I've driven past that place and I go, it's got to be good, right? Because yeah. that's Lowry's. You think, yeah. 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 The spices or what the seasoning or whatever. Yeah. I'm always like, that's yeah. an old school. It's going to be good. Yeah. Uh, whatever seasoning they make, I, I have the seasoning. They are not using it on the food that they're cooking there. It was so, we went there to celebrate our engagement yeah. too, which was like a double, a double hit. The fact that yeah. it wasn't good. We were like writing oh, on the yeah. high that we like, yeah. didn't care as much and then going, afterwards so, we're like yeah. that was gross huh yeah, that <laughs> yeah. Was gross. like imagine <laughs> salad with like the dressing it was like wilted um lettuce mm-hmm. and yeah. then it was almost like a ketchup um dressing oh it yeah. was like not russian dressing but it's like that weird yeah catalina <laughs> oh probably oh, I, think, it yeah. I just remember really seeing nasty. it in the store and yeah. it looks like it's like it's like uh slightly translucent yeah red and there's little bits of things in it and you yeah. go oh i wonder no, I won't try that today. That's yeah. what I always yeah. think when I see yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. It's like, you know, when they put too much like condiments on like a burger at a fast food place and you're picking the lettuce off because it's like drenched in that. That's yeah. what it tastes it's like. It's just a plate of that, yeah. It, and yeah. it's like yeah. wilted. It was like so bad. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of like gimmicky restaurants, not a lot of like really great food. There's like very few spots that we actually like ordering from. Koreatown is pretty good. Koreatown is oh, great, yeah. but yeah. then like all other Asian food that is good is definitely not in LA. You have to go to like San Gabriel Valley to like get really mm-hmm. decent. Mm-hmm. Like pho is one of my favorite foods of all time. Uh-huh. And I've learned how to make it on my own. It's a process, yeah. but yeah. it's like much more worth it because all the places that we've tried like in LA are horrible or we have gotten very sick and like oh, wow. it's just like not delicious. Yeah. You have to go like someplace where they like really care about like the food. And like here it's just like a lot of gimmicky stuff. Like the best thing that you can get is like pizza yeah. Although, although for, yeah. If, for Chinese food, I found Genghis Cohen. Oh, we Is haven't tried that. Oh, it's so Ooh, good. Okay, it's okay. So good. that's like right by us. Oh, definitely yeah. try it. Okay, okay, try okay. It. I'll yeah. try it because we've been like, yeah. hmm, interesting. And there's that, a, yeah. a lot of bad Chinese food around here. Yeah, for yeah, sure. a lot. Yeah. And, and bad Mexican food too. Yeah, yes. When yeah. you don't live in California or you don't grow up in California, you hear, oh, California, that's the place for Mexican food. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I swear to God, like the first five places, I was like, this is awful. I, yeah. Like, this is the worst. I've had better in Massachusetts than a chain. Yeah. Yeah. But then I found, um, well, tacos to Madre. There's this other place called Madre. If you're looking for like mm. a nice dinner out, oh, I've uh, heard. Of, is it the vegan place? They um, have vegan stuff. No, it's uh, no, that, uh, that's Gracias Madre. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. Mod, the, I know the Madre confusion yeah. is, is real. <laughs> multiple Madres. <laughs> I know. Yeah. And then multiple Madres. <laughs> I know multiple. And then yeah, there's tacos to Madre, uh, or rather to Madre, and yeah. then Madre. Madre is mm. the one that was like phenomenal. Uh-huh. And we went there on my birthday, which was also it was so nice to go celebrate my birthday with my partner and mm-hmm. a friend. 
uh, after you know two years of like hey. yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and my birthday's Valentine's Day too so it was oh nice. is it that's cool my yeah. sister's the day before oh cool yeah yeah it's good then too because then you can uh, do the thing where you're like well don't be sad if you're broken up with someone it's my yeah. birthday yeah. <laughs> don't worry about it <laughs> it's my birthday nice. we have to go out yeah. when are your birthdays I know you're an Aries so is that March something? no I'm an Aries rising oh. I'm a Scorpio sun so my birthday is October 25th oh which is uh, also, Pablo Picasso's birthday nice. and Katy Perry. So, <laughs> amongst a bunch of like weird, problematic people. <laughs> yeah, I'm a uh, January 26th Aquarius. Oh, yeah. nice. So you're yeah. fellow Aquarian, right? Yeah. 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 So, you get deep into the uh, astrology thing because you know the rising and the, the all that stuff. And the moon, yeah. I'm yeah. like really into astrology. I have an astrologer. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, who's who just recently also did like a natal reading for him, too. Oh, yeah. uh-huh. And it was like so cool to like because i did a refreshed one she did one for me when i lived in san francisco because she was a drag queen also um if you want to follow her she's um hoku mama um i'll find her like actual instagram handle but if you search hoku mama she'll probably come up but she was a drag queen in san francisco for like decades um and she's really really awesome woman a drag queen and she worked on an editor uh she worked as an editor on drag race too which okay, is on yeah. Um, but then she like moved back um, to Hawaii and she's been doing astrology full time now, um, which is incredible for her. Cause she's like so gifted her. I think she comes from like, a line of astrologers and uh-huh. like very like, like witchy people. Um, so she's been practicing for a, a long time, but she did one for me early on in San Francisco. And then I got one uh, from her. Was it last year or the year before? I think it was last year. Yeah. Um, I wanted to do one because it's like my Saturn return now. Oh, right. And, so, and that's, a, is it every seven years or something? Or? Your Saturn return, I think, uh, yeah, it's like when you are 14 years, I think, or something oh, like it's that. Not, right. Something like it's, that. Yeah. yeah okay. I actually, not sure, but, um, yeah, I'm like in the middle, in the midst of my Saturn return. So I was like, let's do another one now that I like know more about astrology. And like, I had a couple of questions about like, um, what different things were, not just like sun, moon, and rising. I'm like, what's a Chiron? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. what is it mm-hmm. like a Jupiter mean? Like that mm-hmm. kind of thing, you know? Um, and she did like a revised like reading for me and she's just like so insightful. I'm like, a lot of people have said this about like her readings in particular, but it's like more, like insightful than like years of therapy can Mm be sure because the way that she like reads your chart and pulls back and like confirms things that have happened in your life that you've never told her about that you've never told anybody about yeah and she'd be like did this happen around this time where like maybe this situation transpired and you felt like this for an extent and you're like Mm -hmm. yes that did happen and it was like so specific to like you know everything that we've gone through and to listen to my reading and then we listened to both of our readings mm-hmm. together out yeah. loud um, just to like, you know, know each other more in a way mm-hmm. and like get to like know all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And it was just like so funny the way that she talked about it. Cause we've, we talked about it um, a little bit earlier, but like how I'm like uh, my Aries, I, she's like, you know, you're, I'm such a Scorpio. I have Scorpio and like many planets, like uh-huh. a lot of them, like too many of them. <laughs> and then my like Aries rising is like so powerful that it makes me almost more of an Aries than I am a Scorpio, okay. but I have like the vindictiveness of a Scorpio. <laughs> um, but like I tend to come across more as an Aries because I'm very like, you know, sure. I could mm-hmm. be like very fiery and like confrontational and like ju- I'm just saying what it, it is that I like want and stuff. And I, you know, very. <laughs> Uh, much in an Aries way um, so she's like you know it's so funny you're, you're like almost more of an Aries than you are a Scorpio and I have no other 
planet fire planets in my chart at all mm-hmm. just the aries rising and that enough like consumes my personality which is so <laughs> wild and then his like aquarius he's a taurus rising so he's mm-hmm. like very slow moving whereas i'm like an upstarter yeah. like very like i'm always doing stuff all the time and i always have plans and i'm always like on this and if i have an idea that i want to do something it's done yesterday like that kind of thing and that goes into like the manifestation thing that i was talking Mm -hmm. about yeah because i'm able to like manifest things really easily because i do things so quickly Mm -hmm. so it's like i want this um and i'm gonna work on like getting that thing right now and then like just dive head first into it yeah whereas like if he thinks about doing something it's like very he has to think about it for a long time mm-hmm. and like really like ease into it and like her like confirming like mm-hmm. all of those things and like the way that we work yeah the interesting thing though was and it's not like surprising knowing each other but it was really like enlightening and affirming was that we have a lot of overlap but from opposite ends of the spectrum mm-hmm. so like with Krim, it was very much like she almost needs to be getting things done like now, now, now. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of like, um, like anxiety that can like, um, be created from that. And just like the need to like, um, to just like get like moving, not towards the finish line, but you know what I mean? Like to really always going up and forward. Yeah. You want, you you want things to be happening now. And then for me, it was more like you just, um, you need to be like, um, it needs to be like slowly but surely. Like as long as you're moving, that's a good thing. And so for her, it was almost like she almost had the same advice for each of us, but from opposite ends of the oh, spectrum. Sure. It was just like slowly but surely wins the race kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so yeah. it was really interesting because <laughs> like it all really resonated. It was yeah. like it was everything we know about each other, but in like really kind of like clear Defined context. Yeah. Terms. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. It's funny. Uh, I've noticed something recently where. Uh, anything that's maybe say a scary life thing or whatever, mm-hmm. potentially scary, whatever mm-hmm. it is, a mm-hmm. big, if I, if I'm going somewhere or there's something that we're going to do, if I just have details about it, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just, I need details. Yeah. yeah. It, it doesn't need, it, it doesn't necessarily need, uh, or I'm sorry, I don't necessarily need like a promise that something will turn out a certain way because mm-hmm. you can never plan stuff, mm-hmm. right? Uh, yeah. Many things. But if I just know as much about the surrounding circumstances as mm-hmm. possible, I'm immediately at ease. Yeah. 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 uh, But then that's not everyone's thing. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? But I just need like a series of questions Mm -hmm. and then I'm content and I'm happy to sort of plunge forward to whatever Mm -hmm. it is. Yeah. 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 And it was funny. We were talking about that last night. Oh, yeah. I was just like, I need you to tell me like what time we're going to your parents' house, not the night before at 1 a.m. <laughs> like that kind of right. thing where it's like, sure. I would like the thing. And it's like half the time you don't tell me because you barely know. <laughs> yeah. 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 So it's like, you know, that kind of stuff where. Or like, like, or what but you might think of as like the important detail mm-hmm. is different than what yeah. you think is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 So our messages were very different, whereas like he needs to like pick it up a little bit more. Yeah. Like her message for you was like, it's okay to like go slow and at your pace mm-hmm. because that's what you. works for you. Mm-hmm. But like, um, you do need to work on kind of motivating yourself a little bit more Mm -hmm. and mine was like i need to slow down a little bit more Mm -hmm. so that i could like appreciate things and then do things with more intention sometimes Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so it was very cool it's a very i would recommend it to like any like anybody that's in a relationship with yeah you and your significant other Mm -hmm. other other (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> I got cow on the brain. That's what we call them on the, in the biz, right? That's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got our natal chart readings and then list like privately talk to the person, the astrologer, yeah. and then like listen to them with each other mm-hmm. and like just learn about things that you might have like not mm-hmm. known or like confirm things or, you know. Yeah. It's like very like cool to see like how like there are so many things that she said about like you that I didn't know. Hmm. Like, um, you're like, you know, are you're artistic, uh, like I knew that you like, like arts and stuff, but the way that like she sees success for you mm. in that spot was like something, you know, mm. yeah, like that sort of thing where it's like, we never knew because like you work on stuff, but it's like, sometimes it's like hard to see the end goal. You know what I mean? Right. She, right. Yeah. And like the way that she was like. What did she say for you? She like emailed me. She's like, I'm, I I think you're kind of a genius at the end of the email. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> that's very high praise, like yeah. coming from her, like, you know, and uh, just being able to like, you know, yeah. I recommend like a natal chart reading for anybody, but like yeah. astrology is like really cool and something that we're always like learning more about yeah. together. Yeah. But it's like you say, it's like, um, that was really the feeling I had even during the session with them was that um, I've, I've like had years of therapy before that and of course not all therapists as you'll find are created equal sure and so it's a process and so the first one i i had was like you know it, it wasn't working like the listening wasn't there and then i found a really incredible therapist he was like a Jungian analyst mm-hmm. and that appealed to a lot of stuff for me like the dream analysis mm-hmm. and like the mysticism but also like demystifying the mysticism sure. and all that it was incredible but it also felt like i reached a kind of like zenith point with that where it was like this stuff is really interesting but um i don't know that it's quite helpful and then when i had this session with uh with hoku it was interesting because she was saying so much of the things that um my analyst and i talked about in those sessions except she was actually connecting the dots and then connecting the dots part is like mind-blowing because it really like it's one thing to know like that you do something but less to know sort of like the why and it's not to say that astrology is just all about the why um but it's it was um yeah it was just like really like um sort of a relief in some ways because you know when you're you have your own personal narrative and it's like one of the hardest things to do in life is just like um like uh clarifying your narrative Mm -hmm. and figuring out like who am i like um you know you know by myself and then who am i within the context of the world yeah and then to have someone who can connect the dots for you and it was funny because like everything i knew about astrology before that was through memes sure which were like like no half the time like just skepticism (laughs) yeah 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 but the memes like Meme culture is actually like I think is incredible because it was really educational. Like yeah. a lot of some memes are surfing. Ha- that's how I found out that I was yeah. transsexual. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like there's levels with capitalism and there's levels with memes because some of them are just kind of surface level entertaining or like cynical. But then it, like it's like this really insane way of um, conveying information. It's almost like disarming because yeah. they're like, there's like, there's this open window with the humor and then people are sharing these things. And like, is someone with ADHD where it's like, it's so hard to um, remember anything or learn something when I don't feel a connection to it. Right. But if I'm like interested in the subject matter, I'm just like, 
you know, I'm like a human IMDb. Like, and I don't even, I <laughs> yeah. don't even want to be, but yeah. it's like that oh, kind I'm of thing. The same. Where, yeah. I'm the same with that. Where you're just yeah. like a sponge and you soak it up. Yeah. yeah. So if I get into something, I'm like in it and yeah. I go down all the rabbit holes. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and yeah, anyone who's like, I think interested in astrology, um, to find a good astrologer is really valuable. Yeah. Yeah. She does Zoom and Skype sessions. Yeah, so oh, it's perfect. Get at yeah. Her. And the link will be in the episode description. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll about send it. you the. Uh, we're actually going to schedule some for your parents because oh, they yeah. were really interested because his dad's yeah. really into Jungian psychology oh, too. Cool. So we're yeah. like, you would love her because she references it a lot. Yeah. Like, yeah, it was like really awesome to see mm-hmm. because she'll, she brings up a lot of like, you know, I mean, everything about your life is like yeah. just right there. And mm-hmm. she's just like looking at it and telling you your life essentially. You're just like, yep, that happened. Yeah. And like, I, um, I just like ask her questions and I'm mm-hmm. like uh specifically with like performing stuff. Oh, okay. Like I love performing and all that stuff but sometimes I find myself being like too afraid mm-hmm. to really like go for it because I'm so afraid of like there was like such a time where I was like so afraid of like hin- like harming my persona that people perceived of me because mm. there was such an expectation yeah that i was afraid to like really go for it with like performances and like held back a lot um so i like you know went into that with her yeah it was like why is this happening to me like all this stuff and she's like you know you might want to look into like getting like a past life reading or healing because i'm seeing that it, this might be something that might have been like something that happened to you like either in your childhood or like, um, you know, in a past life. And I like what thought about my childhood and obviously nobody's child childhoods are perfect, <laughs> sure. but I couldn't think of anything that would like, that would hinder that specific thing yeah, or that like need per- for perfection because I was always kind of like an imperfect child. <laughs> <laughs> so like I, from there I like went to my um, reader cause I also have like somebody that I go to for like yearly psychic readings every year. Mm-hmm. And she's incredible. And her name is Madame Hamida. I've posted her many times before. Mm-hmm. She's incredible. She's like a really great um uh, tarot reader so I do like what I like to do on my birthday is get a reading every year yeah. for like the year ahead because for me the new year starts on my birthday yeah so mm. it's like my I new like year that. where yeah. is my life headed this year like what can I expect like all this stuff um, and she's incredible for that so she does past life readings mm-hmm. Hoku does not but um, she suggested that I do one so I went to Madame Mita and I was like you know I had this thing that I like talked to my astrologer about can we talk about it and I had a past life reading with her and like got into like past life experiences with her which was like so wild and like she was able to like bring up that particular memory mm-hmm. for me of like why that happens and it was literally because i was like a performer in a way in another life um not like on the stage but like more of a like shaman-esque uh-huh. type religious figure that would like was able to do something that brought people to a, a spiritual place mm-hmm. but then got so much in my head that i like was so afraid that i wouldn't be able to do it again and again that i tricked myself into not being able to do it right even though i had the ability to do it um and that's like kind of like the the karma or whatever sure. of like my life is like unlearning that yeah which also falls in line with like the chiron and my um chart because my chiron which is um your life's lesson like so what you're what you're here to learn what you're here to accept in your life and like 
overcome. Mm-hmm. And mine is in Leo, making that like the it's called the wound of talent. So it's either you're completely talentless and you're sad about it, or you have talent and you think that you don't. Oh yeah, um, sure. or like you know the whole like you know double triple guessing yourself as Uh like an artist and a performer and thinking that you're crap when you're like really actually good and that's like literally like my like life's lesson to learn which Mm. sucks (laughs) (laughs) nobody wants that no no, that's not yeah i'll have that i'll have that yeah that's not on the yeah yeah yeah. they're like uh literally like every famous person has this but i'm like the imposter syndrome i think (laughs) right like yeah the imposter syndrome of like and I've always like had that in drag where it's like, am I actually good? Or people just think that I'm good and like hyping me up because, you know, you see people hype some people up online and they're like, you're like, really, really? Right. Um, the, and the dark paths that you can go down when you're like, oh, yeah, did they really mean that? Like, mm-hmm. and this can be yeah. in any, any walk of life, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's so um, pronounced yeah. in yeah. performing or any kind of. Yeah. And I choose to like live my life in ignorance for the most part of like that sort of stuff where it's like I think about it and I'm like no I can't I I am aware of those thoughts starting to happen so I'm like I can't think those thoughts ignoring that can't read um like won't read into it like mm, pretty like all the same stuff and then like when I really do think about it it's like a constant thing in my life because I never face it because I'm always like trying to avoid the conversation within my head about that kind of stuff so it's like getting to have a conversation with other people that are in your head because they're mm-hmm. like have their different methods of like astrology or like tarot or sure. whatever it is that they're doing and like being able to pull that information from you without you asking and it's yeah. like really crazy it's interesting that you said ignorance because i was actually thinking about that when you're talking about when you um started dragging san francisco and you weren't even aware of that um that idea that women weren't supposed to do drag because people were accepting in mm-hmm. the bay area community and then it wasn't until later when there was more mainstream culture surrounding it. But it's it just made me like remember all the times like I as like a writer um, kind of deal with that because I think almost every artist I think deals with questioning like it, mm. it, it's really like hard to get out of that like um, outcome oriented thinking when you're creating something where you really need to throw that away, of course, because you need to be in the yeah, moment when you're working totally. on something creative. But mm-hmm. You know, there's practical things that require outcome thinking, but like you don't want that when you're in uh, creative mode. But then it's really so like, uh, I guess speaking of like timing and everything, it's I guess it was a blessing that you started dragging the Bay Area at that time because like being ignorant of the cliff's edge in art is like so important because Mm -hmm. if you have a sense of what you're not supposed to do as an artist or what's expected of you, it can be so like hindering. Yeah. And so like... Um, of course you get exposed to that, like, um, once you like, uh, are like kind of like going past that and, uh, you know, as time progresses, you, like everyone runs into those barriers when it comes into like, this is what art's supposed to be. And you're like, oh, is this commercially viable? Is it like, will people respond to it? But like trying to like retain that ignorance of like the cliff's edge, mm-hmm. uh, not good for driving, but great when you're, <laughs> <laughs> but great when you're, when you're uh, a creative and you're, you're trying to work on your art. And even if it's like, you know, uh, even everyone should be, I think, you know, speaking of like the, the wound and like, um, like, oh, maybe the wound is that you're uh, untalented and you're sad about it or whatever, but everyone should be ignorant of that. Yeah. What the edge is. Cause then yeah. you want to have like an Ed Wood and you want to have like all of this <laughs> yeah. sublime, exactly. really like bad art that's actually amazing and, and the across room the board. Exist, yeah. The room. Yeah. yeah. Where yeah. would we be without the room? Yeah. yeah. Or Ed Wood. Yeah. It's really true. And yeah. you mentioned writing and, and stuff. Sometimes I have trouble 
if I have to summarize myself in a paragraph to send mm-hmm. to something. And I'm like, well, I could do that for something else, but mm-hmm. why with me? It's mm-hmm. difficult. Yet mm-hmm. I, verbally, I can go on and on and on mm-hmm. about yeah. things. And it's funny because you're like, well, those are words and it's just be words on paper. Mm-hmm. And it's again, it's the outcome thing. And I'm sure you've felt this with editing mm-hmm. that you get this sort of pressure that doesn't need to be there necessarily. Mm-hmm. And I mean, with all of us, I'm sure with that. And it's important to remind ourselves of it because especially yeah. like in a time such as the pandemic, mm-hmm. uh, you can really lose your um, goalposts yeah. completely. And yeah. then you start yeah. thinking uh, really crazily about one thing and ignoring something mm-hmm. else or dismissing ideas as like, oh, I can't do that. Like mm-hmm. when, yeah. once you, even the thing about being queer or something, you think, mm-hmm. well, that can't, couldn't be for me or mm-hmm. the gender identification. Mm-hmm. I think it's good to always well keep an open mind is a simple simple way of saying it but always yeah. just realize that there's the potential for us to get very restrictive in mm-hmm. the way that we look at anything yeah mm-hmm. yeah there was like a big time in like drag that i had like such a issue with like creating because i was so hung up on like what i assumed would the reaction would be which is i think like the fall of drag race because like everybody that goes on is so afraid of how they'll be perceived that yeah. they act in a way that is unnatural to them and like does it make for a good tv necessarily mm. um and there was like definitely a time where i caught i got really caught up in that and i was just like well i i have to be perfect all the time but i can't like do this and i can't do this and i can't appear as this and i can't appear as this and i yeah. must never be seen without a glove and like <laughs> you know what i mean i know exactly what yeah, you mean. yeah. Or it's like i still have like you know standards but like it's like like way less like i'm not thinking about like is this gonna get the likes on instagram like i don't i don't care yeah in mm-hmm. what ends up happening is that the stuff that you don't care about because you just are enjoying making the stuff is the stuff that's the most popular yeah so it's like you know the most well received of your art is like things that you're not like necessarily yeah. <laughs> you know so caught up in like not every performance has to be a nightgowns performance that sure. i do because like those are specific special performances that i think are amazing like i could just do like the most recent one that i did at precinct was literally a kate bush joke that i just hit over the head for three minutes straight <laughs> i did wuthering heights as yeah. uh mario from super mario brothers <laughs> and then she says like heath cliff it's me it'd be it's me Mario. <laughs> and then like i just did that the entire and it's like that's the stupidest like we put it together like quickly i like made some like shitty looking like cardboard props and like made my little like mario dress and it was just like so much fun it was so dumb yeah. and so fun to do <laughs> that like it it was like very freeing to like be able to be like like oh like i've uh you know you always deal with that sort of like stuff like oh, sure. you know but like i've come to a part where i'm able to like not think about things so deeply that i can mm-hmm. have fun again doing it yeah because it starts off as fun and then when, when it becomes a job it gets less fun because you have all these expectations and then you think yeah. oh well this is just how it is now yeah and then yeah. this other weird thing why well, should just suck it up which is a yeah. huge mistake mm-hmm. yeah anytime with them any emotional thing uh, yeah relationship thing Never the right answer. Yeah. Never the right answer. It'll come out in another way, like you mentioned before, of resentment that mm-hmm. then a little kernel grows into yeah. a big tree. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, and it, those things are continually appearing in our yeah. lives. Mm-hmm. And it's like a lot of the stuff that I've done in drag or like accomplished or like places where I would go like perform and like I would get so overwhelmed and like scared of like how to be perceived that I would like ignore like everything you know what i mean which yeah. becomes bad because like you said then you resent it and then you're like not into it completely and then you know you have like this sense of like you know 
it's a chore it's like a job a and i never wanted to be like dreadful yeah. or like a job so like i had to like literally stop myself and be like we need to reevaluate like this whole thing because mm-hmm. i can't keep doing this yeah and i don't want to stop doing yeah. it like i love doing it but how do i do this in a way that i really like and how do i like come to terms with what comes along with it that's not like very cute that mm-hmm. like people don't see you know what i mean right yeah yeah i feel like um just speaking very broadly like just being an artist and art in general it's uh, being an artist is just like i feel a process of rediscovering what you love about the art that you do right because i feel like so much of it is is like a leap of faith kind of it's like to get out of that outcome-based thinking you have to um embrace this faith that like if it resonates with you what you're working on it's going to resonate with probably a lot of other people Mm -hmm. but that's like one of the things they don't tell you when you start out it's like yeah that's like the yeah the cliche is that you have to be like a 21 year old um genius poet and then like everything you have to just like barf out all of your greatest work and then like you know die like an early death and then like everything after that is downhill but really it's (laughs) it's like you're it's a process and it's it's all about like trying to I think the trickiest part is just like learning and then remembering that you have to like recalibrate, like take a breath when they get stressful and you lose sight of, you know, the fact that you should be, um, the audience that you should have in mind first and foremost should be yourself. Yeah. And then recalibrate your antenna to that frequency and then just accept that you're probably going to stumble along the way and like fall off the Mm -hmm. beaten path. But then like, you know, if you can find it again, it's like, don't beat yourself up because it's probably going to happen again. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And capitalism ruins everything. Yeah. So I think that's part of it because like once you, you know, the expectation that everybody has of you as an artist is like, okay, when are you going to start making money off of it? Mm-hmm. And like well, I come right. with like a mom, uh, my mom is like very like money minded. So like for her, it's like, when is it going to pay off? And like that kind of stuff was like with her, like a struggle because yeah. she like didn't understand. Um, and like obviously like with being a writer with being a filmmaker you're just like you know all this outside pressure and like Mm -hmm. also internal pressure which is why like i never quit my job Mm -hmm. to like you know make a certain amount of money to do something in your craft to make it worthwhile when Mm -hmm. that is very much often not the point of it right Mm -hmm. um yeah so just that's something that like takes away the joy of doing what you do that you have to stop and be like okay let's come back to why i actually yeah. like doing this let's take a break if yeah. possible or yeah um just reorienting yourself like you said and it's yeah. really essentially the same thing as when people talk about being yourself mm-hmm. because when, for instance like the dating situation when you feel like you're performing because it mm-hmm. becomes this thing that you're just doing without even thinking about mm-hmm. it you're like oh ha huh, and you're trying to find you're standing off the edges you know you're like i won't let them know too much about me Mm -hmm. right because that'd be too horrifying but actually (laughs) you're only going to find someone that you really click with if Mm -hmm. you're your full self yeah and then if they don't like you well fuck them you don't really care about them anyway you know that whole thing and that's i think the same thing with creation Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but everyone does get lost and that's part of the process too yeah so Mm -hmm. you can be reminded of how important it is Mm -hmm. to maintain that perspective yeah yeah it's like constant work which i think they don't tell you about being an artist too it's like yeah. anybody who's like thinking about getting into an art form like it's gonna be you're never gonna be over it completely it's mm-hmm. always gonna come back and get you oh you yeah you have to work through it again and you're like oh i'm getting to the place where i'm only doing stuff because i think people are gonna like it again <laughs> like that sort of thing and you have to like pull yourself back and be like yeah stop it 
<laughs> yeah, because yeah. why did they like you in the first place? Because you were doing stuff that you liked. Yeah. yeah. And it's funny, those film school folks yeah. that you were talking about, the ones who only have the one god of yeah. Quentin Tarantino yeah. or something. <laughs> it's like they're missing the point. They're probably not still doing stuff. Yeah. Oh, I doubt it. Yeah. I mean, they might be because a lot of them came from wealthier families. Well, so, then they have a lot more equipment. and uh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's a uh, yeah, such a like interesting yeah like process to go through constantly, and it's like yeah, the reason that they like you is because you were doing something different. When I started doing drag, like there were women doing drag in San Francisco, but they didn't look like me. Mm-hmm. Like I, I was like, okay, oh, great, they can do drag. I see what they look like. I don't want to look like that because although like now like you look at me and you'd be like, oh, you're a little campier, you know, maybe like in that arena of like sure. campiness, but like. Back then, it was, like, very clear-cut camp. Mm-hmm. They were doing it in the camp way. Um, so, I was, like, you know, I see, like, the camp makeup, like, the old school, like, very, you know, yeah. glitter garage door situation. <laughs> like, I'm, like, okay, so women can do drag, but they mostly look like that. And that's not what I want to look like. Yeah. I want to look like something else. So, then I, like, you know, worked and then created my own look. Which is now, I guess, more, like, general, because, like, people always, like, compare me to, like, this person, this person. I'm like, I've been doing drag longer than, like, you've known about their existence. <laughs> I would get, like, you know, the comparisons to other drag queens all the time. I'm like, yeah, you saw a episode of Drag Race, like, six years ago. I've been doing this for eight years. Like, I've looked like this the entire time. Yeah. Um, well, it now- just gets to, like, the critics thing. Yeah. You know, it, it's funny. I was watching, I can't remember, oh, a movie, Looking for Mr. Goodbar, a great horrifying mm. 70s movie, right? <laughs> and uh, Diane Keaton's in it's about the single scene, but also about religious oppression mm. and uh, w- the things foisted upon women. Mm-hmm. I'll send you a link if you want to see it. It's, uh, yeah. it's really great and disturbing. But um, <laughs> I went and looked, I like to look up some of the big time critics to see what they said about movies mm. that I've just seen and I like. And it was funny because I read so many bad takes, and not just mm-hmm. on this movie, but on other ones. And you think, how could anyone listen to anyone? Yeah. But, you know, and then it's, and it's easier to do that because it's a divorce from present day mm-hmm. yeah. or your own thing. Yeah. But it's a good thing to keep in mind because everyone that says, oh, well, this is like this. It's like, well, that's good for you. I'm glad you have that in your mind. That helps yeah. you understand the reference. It's but really the, hard to like handle, honestly, yeah. still, especially as like somebody that hasn't been like on a reality TV show. That's like getting the comparisons to people that like didn't even do drag <laughs> right. until like four years ago. And you're like, I've looked like, what I look like is mainstream now, but when I started doing it, nobody looked like me because I was like taking pieces of like the club kit or like this. And it's like, obviously, nobody's totally original. And I was like an offshoot. Kabuki was Kabuki Starshine was like my god. Uh-huh. Like, you know, and like taking elements from that and like taking elements from this and taking elements from this style and like creating it. And it's like back with, then what, what, what I was doing was like nuts. Was yeah. like not, you didn't see that very often. And then. Um, now my look is mainstream, so everybody looks like me. So you get like all the, I mean, I see people on my feed all the time that like literally straight up cop, like copy my looks, like little C- star per star. Don't give me any credit, like constantly. Uh-huh. Yeah. The only, I've only ever messaged them one time. <laughs> this one person that like extremely blatantly like stole my look. And a lot of people do that and like don't give me credit. And it's like, really? So why is the star in the same place and all the shades are the same? Mm-hmm. And you're but you've never heard of me. Oh, okay. never, yeah. No, but they always follow me. Oh, but they've yeah, never yeah, seen yeah. the look. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I don't buy that. I don't. You probably unlike the picture as soon as I like asked. But I've only ever come for one person once and she like so like deeply denied and was like, I'm so sorry if you thought that I... And I was like, 
This is literally my. I'm looking at two pictures of the same yeah. look, and you follow me. You liked the picture, and this <laughs> yeah. was from last year. So like, it was like very. You know, you can you can never win doing that. So I don't do it. Yeah, mm-hmm. but to your credit, like you don't do that for people that have like 200 followers, and they're just doing it for themselves because imitation is like a form of flattery, and that's how you learn as an artist. No. But I've only seen you get upset when it's like someone. That's who has like large a large following yeah. and then there clearly follows me mm-hmm. who like could be like an ally or an asset yeah. or like mm-hmm. somebody that could be like you know lifting up another artist but they have like five hundred thousand followers and mm-hmm. like they're s- clearly stealing looks from people because if they stole my look then i'm not the only person that they've ripped off exactly mm-hmm. and the, those are the people that i get upset about it's not like people that like copy my look because they want to try or like they're just starting out in drag and they're like trying to find out their style yeah go ahead like you can copy copying is like the way that you find what things work and what things don't work for right. you and like you can take elements and bits and pieces from everything and like find your own style with that and like i totally got that so like you know normal like everyday like drag queens and people getting into it and like actual like fans and supporters that like do looks obviously i'm not mad especially if i like get tagged and like i can see like yeah. your efforts and stuff but like when it's like large accounts clearly blatantly stealing like looks and it's like there's you can tell that they're stealing specifically because they're so unimaginative that they don't even change a little thing so that you can like <laughs> so they can like even have ground to stand on you yeah. know to be like oh i didn't copy it this color is different it's yeah, like we no, have a similar exactly idea i don't know what yeah yeah it's yeah. like no this is literally what i look like like this is you have it literally detail per detail per detail to where i put a rhinestone to where i put a sequin to where i put like a little star on my face like literally exact you didn't even change it a little bit like yeah can i copy your homework and change it up a little bit but like <laughs> not change it at all yeah and that's really frustrating you know especially when it's an account that's you're like well it's probably making money yeah and, exactly it's like you're literally yeah. like generating income off of like my image and like you won't even admit that you like i wouldn't even be mad if you had said like inspired by like you and owe me nothing them. it wouldn't hurt them it wouldn't too. hurt them at all it wouldn't yeah, it wouldn't hurt them. It would cost them nothing. I would demand nothing from them if I knew they were even making money off of it as long as they gave credit. Or, and, yeah. But they don't. And it's like, there's so many instances that I've had that happen to me. Yeah. And like people that are literally just my doppelgangers, but in different cities and like don't even acknowledge <laughs> that they like s- completely stolen uh, my look. And it's like a lot of people that are like, oh my God, you inspired me to do drag. And it's like, part of me is like, oh, I'm so happy. And then part of me is like, please don't mean like you're just gonna take my look and like just do like a different kind of like performance style with it you know what i mean because i've gotten a lot of that too where they're like i look up to you so much and i love you and then they just their drag character is literally just a copy of me with like a different name and like they just you know yeah it's like you can definitely like copy people like i said to like learn what works and what doesn't work for you but like i've had so many experiences with people just straight up plagiarizing my work that it gets to be a point where it's like frustrating but that's like one of the things that i have to like be ignorant again and just be like you know i can't think about it you can't dwell that's the problem i can't dwell on it yeah yeah i can't like call people out because like nobody's gonna admit to it anyway so it's like what's the point because for them to admit to it is to admit to a sort of barrenness Mm -hmm. in their own creativity Mm -hmm. and no that they they really don't like that yeah that's like hitting the ego (laughs) yeah right in the ego yeah Yeah. Yeah. exactly and then the other problem with it too is that when an account has a certain number count or is Mm -hmm. something's bigger necessarily let's say uh people want to believe the bigger thing Mm-hmm. Yeah. And no matter what it is, you see it like uh, 
with some of the stuff in the film business that was really uh, disgusting in the last few years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, there's sort of not an inbuilt, but an ingrained thing where people mm-hmm. go, well, I don't know. Do you think they're telling the truth? You know, because mm-hmm. there's a big corporation or there's a big uh, star mm-hmm. yeah. or something. It's a strange, I guess, it's really odd, yeah. And it's never drag queens that have done it mm-hmm. to me. Oh, like, sure. baby queens, yeah. But it's always, like, an influencer with, like, a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, like, that kind of thing where it's, like, they don't even, like, do drag. They just, like, stole the look for, like, a post or something like that. Yeah. It's, like, usually, like, never, like... And even celebrities, too. I've had, like, a bunch of celebrities reach out to me. They're, like, I would love for you to do my makeup sometime. Like, even, like, just the other day, like, a Mexican uh, artist and singer who is really cool reached out to me. It was like, you know, I would love for you to do my makeup, mm-hmm. like, sometime. And I was like, yeah, like, that kind of stuff. Like, sure. Like, they're asking, like, me to do the artistry yeah. or, like, that kind of thing instead of, like, having somebody just copy what I do. Right. Um, that stuff I'm, really, like, really appreciative of. But when it's, like, some, like a shitty influencer who like <laughs> does like makeup that's like not even as good but like steals a look and recreates it and like edits the hell out of like their face yeah for it to look a certain way and it's like they'll post like you know their youtube video or like they're like you know instagram posts and they're like doing their makeup and they're using like eyeshadow primer all over the face and coloring their face blue with like eyeshadow and i'm like what are you doing <laughs> like you're not even giving me credit but then you're also doing it like in a really shitty way <laughs> you know it's funny i i'm starting to notice that influencer is kind of a dirty word to some folks yeah uh, in this realm in particular yeah. because joseph harwood i taped a chat with joseph harwood uh, mm-hmm. recently and i said something like and you know because i always I think previously thought of influencer as just anyone who has a significant impact, mm-hmm. not realizing that there is that strict delineation kind of yeah. between uh, YouTube artistry or makeup artistry on YouTube or however you want to say on Instagram mm-hmm. and uh, the influencer thing. But that's yeah. becoming very clear. Yeah, uh, it's like me. a huge like divide and like it's very it's the people that you see that are actual makeup artists like working on celebrities and stuff. They do not do their makeup in the way that like influencers do their makeup on instagram and then for me it's like a non-issue like i would consider myself an influencer because i make money from posting sponsored things and sure like, i make content that's specifically made to be digested on social media that's yeah like quick and easy that's like, kind of how my general thought of it was yeah, yeah it's like i make content for you know that media i um, accept money and generate money and income from posting on social media yeah. and like stuff but like being a drag queen the way that i do my makeup is like you know obviously always going to be crazy and like heavy and like that kind of stuff because that's what i do yeah whereas like influencer makeup tends to be like really really heavy unrealistic doesn't look good in daytime but looks good under the studio lights that they're shooting in <laughs> so yeah. like they look completely different in person and let me tell you every influencer is really really short i worked for like <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people probably know which brand but i worked for like a huge major beauty brand and i'm working for another huge beauty brand now but like the one that i worked at previously is like very popular with influencer crowd and would have influencer parties and stuff that i would go to yeah. and like all these like people that you see these influencers are like four feet tall and they're like <laughs> their faces are like the size of like the palm of my hand and i'm like oh it must be so easy to do makeup on your like little face <laughs> it's like seven because i'm like towering over them <laughs> at these parties because i would go and drag a lot of the time um, cause my boss hired me because they liked my drag. Yeah. Um, and hired me to do makeup on them. And like, that's how I like moved back to LA eventually after I had met him, I was flown down to do a shoot for them and they kept flying me down to do like more artistry work for mm-hmm. them. And then I was like, um, I'm looking for a new job. I would love to move back to LA. And they, they offered me the job that I had oh, great. in corporate. Yeah. yeah. 
um, which ended up being like the job that I hated and then moved out of. <laughs> like, whatever. <laughs> but, but it worked. Like, it was good for the time. It, it was good. Yeah. Oh, it was like such a blessing for the time because I we had met in June mm-hmm. and I moved back down in October. Mm-hmm. So like not a lot of time, but uh, in between that time, I had a been flying down for that, flying down for shows, and flying out for. And uh, flying down or driving down for like other opportunities that I was getting in LA, like literally like every other week. Uh-huh. So we would see each other, and then I would stay at like his place like during that time. So mm-hmm. it was like, um, it was like interesting because like we didn't want we like clearly very much loved each other, but like didn't like want to say it. Uh, we said I guess quickly because yeah. we didn't know like what what was going to happen or if it was going to be like a long distance thing forever oh, yeah. because mm-hmm. like people think like oh in california but like california is like the size of like a country yeah it really so it'd be is. like yeah, driving massive. across the con- like a different country to like <laughs> go see you how long yeah. was the drive roughly and the drive was six hours but i was already used to it because i had lived in la and would go visit my parents yeah. to me it's not long and it's a pretty drive mm-hmm. it depends on like which um i mean either one you take is pretty because california mm-hmm. is a gorgeous state yeah one mm-hmm. is just farmlands one is like the ocean so right mm-hmm. you can do either one but i enjoyed the drive like driving that long it like cleared my head and like was nice mm-hmm. but still it is mm-hmm. a practical hurdle. it is impractical yeah. Yeah. yeah or i would like fly if like whoever was like bringing me had the budget yeah yeah sometimes i would offer to just drive um depending on like if i wanted to bring a bunch of stuff and stay for like a week Mm -hmm. because the place that i was like working at was based out of la but i was working for them remotely but if i was in la i was like oh i'll just come into the office and work yeah yeah so i would like come and stay for like maybe like a week at a time or like Mm -hmm. come every other weekend and then when i got the job in october and like i told you that I had gotten the job. That's like that night you were like, I love you. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I was like, blurted it out, yeah. You just blurted it out and like <laughs> yeah. scared me. Yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. like, huh? Wait, wait, what? I, yeah, it's one of those things I've known for a while, but it's like, a, you know, it's it always feels like a big thing to say to somebody. Mm-hmm. It's, and it's not necessarily a question of do they feel the same way, but it's like to just vocalize a feeling as big as love for the yeah. first time. <laughs> For somebody can be a lot, yeah. Yeah, it can be hard. Also, you know, yeah. all of us have probably said it when we didn't necessarily mean it, or we were confused about mm-hmm. something, or it was a bad situation. Mm-hmm. So you have that accrued hesitation because of those things, mm-hmm. and so it's like you know, at least a month before you say it, yeah, probably. Yeah. No, right? it was yeah. really funny because like when I would stay at your place and like. It was like before, like I got the job, but like you would like go to work and like leave me in like your apartment would be like, okay, bye, <laughs> bye. And we'd just be like, uh, uh, see you uh, later. And uh, 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 um, <laughs> okay, and, like, like bye. But, like we were both like obviously wanting to say it, yeah. but like didn't know yet quite what was going to happen. Right. Yeah, right. that was really funny. And yeah. then yeah. there's like a lingering. You just the door is closing a little slower, but not. You know, yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 and i ended up moving back in with my friends that i moved to la with but um at that point i was like off the lease so i like couldn't stay an extended period of time yeah like i had to pay like a crazy fee to their landlord for like staying like a month or two mm-hmm. um so i had to find a place really quickly and then uh, he had like a studio which was like way too small mm-hmm. and i was like uh, I was like scared to ask it. I was like, "Do you want?" And you're like, "Moving together, yes." Like, okay, great. It's fun with those things too, right? Because yeah. there's these big scary things, mm-hmm. and in a relationship, but then when you uh, approach them and you mm-hmm. and they they just sail by, and yeah. it's like, "Oh, wait, we did okay, we did that." Yeah. And then the more of those that happen, then some I don't know, some big life change comes up or uh, a moving situation like you had before, and you realize, well, we handled that together. Yeah. yeah. 
really easily and simply, even if, you know, someone's like a little cranky or whatever, yeah. it doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, it doesn't uh, have the sort of uh, Titanic horror that you may have had in previous experiences. Yeah. 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 For sure. And then we like, um, because of that, um, we found a spot really, we had to find a spot really quickly because I had to like move out of like my parents, yeah. uh, my parents, my <laughs> friend's like apartment because I couldn't stay there any longer according to their lease. Yeah. And like, landlord and stuff um yeah so we found the place pretty quickly and then literally that was the cave apartment with the no light that was the cave apartment right before quarantine but it was like at least it was right before quarantine Mm -hmm. we were lucky that we like found a place moved in we had painted we had gotten all of our furniture before Mm -hmm. the pandemic hit and everything shut down yeah that's Mm -hmm. quite a relief yeah Yeah. like thank goodness that we at least had that yeah yeah for a year (laughs) when was the engagement because i know about the lowry's but what 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 precipitated (laughs) the officially uh, that excuse me officially asking yeah it was last year I, what month was it the, july july yeah gage in july it was like and, right after the fourth of july yeah and i had wanted to um propose on our like you know official like anniversary um weekend trip because we had gone to palm springs and morongo valley and you know we had, had stayed in this nice cabin like in the mm-hmm. mountains it was mm-hmm. real fun but like I didn't realize the time it takes to make like a ring when it's like made to order. (laughs) So I was like constantly refreshing the thing and it wasn't ready in time. So I was like, okay, I just made peace with it. But then um, proposed uh, like a month later in July, we were Mm -hmm. at um, the Huntington Library Gardens, Mm -hmm. which are... Which we actually have a membership to now. So yeah. You go there all the time. It's, yeah, really, if you want it's to a pretty place us, to take us. <laughs> we'll take another few yeah. months. But, and then we got, we got married very quickly after that because... I don't um, like long engagements. I think yeah. they're stupid. Yeah. Kind of. Like, I just get married. Like, yeah. yeah. But people, yeah. Yeah. When people hear like how quickly we got married after the engagement, they're like, huh? Because it was like July. And then we decided <laughs> shortly after that, that like an October wedding would be great. But not next, th- not the October of next year. Like that October. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that like October. That. Yeah. Literally months later. Mm-hmm. But it's also like because like we didn't want like a traditional like wedding with 200 people and like yeah. this huge catered event like right. situation with like a dress that takes six months to make. And all the stress and all the yeah. family nonsense that goes on with all that shit. Yeah. Well, yeah. the amazing thing, <laughs> the amazing thing of the pandemic and having a wedding during it is that you could like literally use as an excuse not to right. invite a million people. Right. Yeah. So we had like a little under 40 people at our wedding and mm-hmm. most of it was your family <laughs> like your mom your dad your siblings mm-hmm. and they're that's already like maybe 10, yeah, my ten people yeah, yeah, yeah brother-in-law and the kids yeah. um yeah and then um my family which is just my mom my dad and my sister mm-hmm. and then like all of our friends who are drag queens Perfect. and like you know just really cool people like came out from like arizona and new york yeah. and like mm-hmm. la and we got married at the madonna inn oh amazing yeah yeah, yeah that's Fun. great because you yeah. know we like went over we really love like vintage stuff and yeah. that place is like a vintage like fantasy land oh absolutely yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so we got married in this really beautiful um, event space that they have there called the Round Room. And it's mm-hmm. like beautiful, tall, like wood ceilings yeah. um, in like a circle. Like it's a round room with like stained glass windows uh-huh. and like the beautiful floral carpets. And it looks like mm-hmm. a little like Snow White room. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, we had the funnest wedding ever and got to do like our whole like vintage fantasy thing. He wore mm-hmm. like a Western 70s suit, yeah, with, like, cowboy yeah. boots <laughs> and the mullet. Yeah. I did nice. like my whole Priscilla Presley fantasy with like this big <laughs> like wig. I had like my hair in the front part and then like I had one my friends, like, Mame from um, Arizona, yeah. make me a wig like topper Priscilla Presley hair yeah. and like wore like a vintage um, 
headpiece and then got my dress made from this dressmaker that I found online and I contacted who's in Australia um and she's amazing Lucy Wilkins she Mm -hmm. makes like amazing like plus size like fantasy gowns and like beautiful things and I messaged her and like asked her like if she could recreate one of her dresses with some alterations for my wedding dress because I really wanted something like unique I didn't want to go to like David's bridal (laughs) (laughs) Um, and she was able to like source vintage fabric for me to like because you know a vintage size dress is never gonna fit me Mm -hmm. because I'm a little I'm more on the plus size side um and those dresses are like teeny tiny but i wanted the look of it so she was able to make me that with vintage fabric which is incredible it is incredible and then like after i had chatted with her like we made like the arrangements and i was like yes and i made the order and she's like by the way i've been following you for years i love your work and i was like what (laughs) (laughs) that's great like everything just like fell together really beautifully and um yeah my parents are catholic i'm not very religious i you know Mm -hmm. i just do my witchcraft thing and then Mm -hmm. um his family's jewish so we wanted to do something that was like not religious mm-hmm. necessarily. Yeah. Mm. Um, so we ended up having my drag mom officiate the wedding. That's perfect. Full drag, full yeah. mother of the bride drag. <laughs> it was amazing. Um, Laundra time again from San Francisco. She officiated the whole thing. It was so much fun. Like my favorite movie of all time is Moonstruck. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think it's the perfect movie because uh-huh. every line is funny. Every person is good. Everything yeah. is it's the perfect mm-hmm. movie, I yeah. think. Yeah. And she uh, like did a Moonstruck quote in the middle of it and did a Nick Cage impression <laughs> like during like our ceremony, which is incredible. And like she ended up talking more about like astrology and like why mm-hmm. we work and like all the things in like our charts that like, you know, are you know the reason why like we we're so good for each other. Yeah. So it was just like really cool. And it's very sweet and personal the, as well. Yeah. That's a yeah. step on what you're saying. But. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And it's cool because afterwards you had friends come up to you and they're like, I didn't know a wedding could be that. I didn't know that a wedding ceremony could yeah. be that. But of course, I guess it could be whatever Anything. you want it to be. Yeah. Because like, we didn't do like yeah. the exchanging of the vows either. Because mm-hmm. uh-huh. I think it's super awkward and I don't like that. Like it's yeah, really yeah. weird. Like when people do that, like I don't want to say that stuff in front of my parents. All the power to people who want to share that, but it can, yeah, it feels like yeah. a private thing. I mean thing. like it's good like, for you, yeah. but yeah. like I, I, it couldn't be me. I, I could not do that in front yeah. of my parents. It's like so awkward. So like we just like, um, did it in private, you know, like had her little yeah. books or whatever. And like yeah. my drag mom just skipped over. She's like, they won't be exchanging files. Um, they'll be doing that privately and then like went on with the like um ceremony as planned and so like yeah uh, one of our friends came up to us and was like i didn't know you just couldn't you could not do that and like <laughs> yeah. yeah it's your wedding you can do whatever <laughs> that's you right. want yeah. <laughs> that's a great thing to always yeah. be reminded of like yeah. whatever it is mm-hmm. it's yours you can do whatever you want because yeah. there's always a voice in our heads that's like oh well, i gotta do this because i can't be that like mm-hmm. and it, it's just there it's ingrained but yeah that's mm-hmm. as soon as i hear that i'm like oh right that's the thing to pay attention to yeah to mm-hmm. avoid it yeah. And yeah. we had like an incredible pool party after the wedding because yeah. they have a beautiful pool with oh, like an right. amazing view. And it was like dark and misty, mm-hmm. but like the pools are heated and like pe- everybody from the wedding party came up and we're like all in the pool at night. And my drag mom was like in the pool, like full makeup, full wig, <laughs> like fantasy, <laughs> but like drinking one hand. And she yeah. was like, boo, mom's getting yeah. loose. Like, <laughs> it was like really, really fun to like do that. I think like we wanted our wedding to be like, the way that we wanted it to be right but there were still expectations of things that like we thought a wedding was going to be or like mm-hmm. entail mm-hmm. and like the most like probably tmi part of that is that like we didn't even get to like consummate our marriage until like <laughs> days later because like you know we were had a destination wedding all of our friends and all of our family were there yeah. and it was literally like 
after the ceremony, after like the dinner and the reception, all that stuff, they're like, what's next? And like people like coming in and out of our room, out of our honeymoon seat. They're like, hey, where are you guys going? You guys want to go to Denny's? Like, yeah. you want to go to the pool? Like, you guys want to get some drinks at the thing? And it's like literally nonstop, like people coming in and out. It's like, yeah. they're not giving us like any time to. It was, it was really funny. It was really funny because it, it didn't even occur to them. And I thought yeah. like the expectation going into it is that. You say goodnight to your your friends and your and family and all the guests, expecting- and then everyone's expecting. You know, the subtext is, "Oh, they're going to yeah. like bone the marriage into reality." Or <laughs> and then, like, but then, like, it was the complete opposite. People were like so not careless; they were so um, excited, and, excited, like, and in the moment. To be there. I think yeah. it was yeah. also because you know yeah. it was like the first time a lot of us had seen each other since the pandemic. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. we had all been vaccinated, double vaccinated by yeah. then. Yeah, um, so that was like after the double vaccine. Yeah. So we, everybody was like so excited to be with yeah. each. Again, yeah, and like, it, yeah, they're just innocently oblivious the whole night, and it was very wholesome. Yeah, but it was like <laughs> we got out of the, the hotel pool party, and that was at like twelve thirty or something. And then they're like, "Okay, what's next?" And then we go to the um, the main dance hall where we actually had the ceremony part, mm-hmm. and then which is like part of the it's attached to the steakhouse, and we were just watching like these the old couples, the band like, playing, oh, that's couples sweet. dancing, yeah. yeah. But yeah. then, like, and people were still like, okay, now what's next? And then we got dragged to Denny's, and we were eating, like, you know, hamburgers at, like, 3 a.m. Grand Slam burgers yeah. on the night of our wedding. Yeah. And then we got back to the hotel room, and we were, like, um, oh, we're so, so tired. Exhausted. We were, like, in pain. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we, yeah. like, spent all this money for, like, this nice honeymoon room that we never yeah. actually got to use. Like, yeah. we slept for maybe six hours or five yeah. hours yeah. and got up and had to do, like, our, like, morning after brunch with the parents afterwards. Mm-hmm. But, like, oh, yeah. It, yeah. And then, like, by the time, like, it was that, then we drove back to L.A. and got our cat and because we took her on the honeymoon. Yeah, she, of course. We yeah, went yeah, to the yeah. house. I mean, she <laughs> has to do. come, yeah. as, as you do. do yeah. um, What's your cat's, cat's name? Uh, Zoe. Zoe. Hello, Zoe. She's, like, a little black cat, and she's very mischievous. Yeah. She's so funny. <laughs> she's, like, a diva. Yeah. Um, but, of course, we took her, and we, like, drove back to L.A., um, packed that stuff up. We had one night. We finally slept. And like, didn't it wasn't until like days later that we actually consummated our marriage. By the time we like went to Palm Springs, yeah, and- yeah, which is not a bad place to consummate your marriage. No, yeah, definitely Seems not. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, but it's just like that's like the only part that like shook me yeah. about like the wedding because I like yeah, I thought the subtext was like everybody knows you're gonna go bone now. How awkward. Yeah. Some, sometimes at some weddings the, they just leave in the reception. Yeah, and there's like a big fanfare. Oh, right, yeah, exactly. We're basically yeah. gonna go fuck right now. Yeah. yeah, and then we're off to the honeymoon. But yeah. you know we're going first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And that like that's not real. Like we had both of our sisters, all of our sisters, like coming down, like knocking yeah. on our like door, like, "Hey yeah. guys, let's go to the main pot room. Let's do this. Yeah. And let's yeah. do that." We're like, okay. And then our friends like constantly texting us, being like, "Oh, what do you guys doing? Come get a drink. Like, come do this." Um, blah 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 blah. And it's like, oh, we actually like, and I wouldn't change that anything because no, it was so much fun that sounds yeah. beautiful i think yeah. it spoke to the fact that the whole thing just felt like a party yeah, yeah. like the most like unpretentious sense it was just yeah. like the ceremony was short and sweet and that it was fun and then we moved on to like our the reception, reception was also pretty and that short. was just like a party and, that was like you yeah. eat dinner and then we had like music playing yeah, yeah. my friend mame dj'd and mm. she like spin actual records because mm-hmm, we nice. wanted like 50s and 60s sure. to fit with the theme um, and so that was like amazing, but it was mostly just like everybody like let's talk and like hang out and eat yeah. some like good mm-hmm. food and have really you know their signature cake, the pink champagne. I was gonna cake. ask. I was like, yeah. I'm sure you had the of course. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We found like a vintage topper, like still in the box with like oh, two wow. little lovebirds from like the 60s, <laughs> and we like put that on top. It was so cute. Oh, yeah, that's adorable. Cool. Yeah. Um, 
I, it was like really really fun it was just such a huge party with everyone i think that like also speaks to the fact that like everybody that was at our wedding actually likes us like we didn't have to invite like our cousins mm-hmm. cousins cousin yeah. and our yeah. like third uncle you know what i mean yeah it's like who wants to catch up with people yeah. you know yeah. like if you haven't seen for forever just because they're related yeah. to you yeah and or people you don't like mm-hmm. yeah like, yeah or yeah. you don't like rather. it's just like such yeah. a headache and it I wanted to have fun and feel natural and like I was enjoying myself and I wouldn't be able to do that if I had to put on like show. The, this show yeah. and this personality for like my extended family, which is like fine. I'll do that on Thanksgiving, but yeah, yeah that's fine. There's yeah. many yeah. days you can do that. Your wedding, make it the way you want. Yeah. yeah. I've yeah. always said I've never really been uh, like, I've never dreamt of a wedding or anything, but mm-hmm. I've always thought, well, you know, with, with the right person, it, it would have to be like a party, like a situation yeah. like you described and, and mm-hmm. completely customized mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. our tastes and uh, preferences mm-hmm. and all of that stuff. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. So ours is just like a real life yeah. fun party. Drag mom, drag sister, meatball. <laughs> yeah. All of our yeah. like friends. Yeah. 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 All of our like friend group. Yeah. It yeah. was just like people we actually liked we actually enjoy like hanging out with and we wanted to see at our wedding yeah yeah and it was just like so much fun and everybody got along so well Mm -hmm. it was like really awesome because my my parents already know my drag mom and my mom like loves my drag mom Uh and they're like very similar people (laughs) (laughs) and um like my sister even lived with my drag mom for a little bit while she was going in school after i had moved to la because then she started going to um cosmetology school in san francisco uh-huh. and like sometimes needed a crash with her yeah. they were already mm-hmm. very familiar and they're they're friends and so she would stay over and she like cat sits for her now sometimes um so everybody like got along even people that didn't know each other like met mm-hmm. and you know how the drag scene is like everybody knows each other somehow yeah. whether There's or not they met somehow yeah, yeah. yeah exactly yeah which is like a shock to you when you like yeah. started to meet all my friends and then you're like oh this person knows this person i'm like everybody knows everybody yeah. <laughs> like it's such a small subcult like his friends I, I like, don't know each other my mind around that yeah especially uh going back to astrology memes it's like one of the things they like joke about with um aquarius's or aquarii or whatever <laughs> is that like aquarius's tend to have like a bunch of different friend groups who none of them know each other and they're all very different and when you try to bring them together it's like chaos and it's like you know they don't always meld Mm -hmm. and so like for me like it was so hard wrapping my mind around the fact that like almost everyone you know already knew each other in some capacity yeah like how does that even work yeah Uh, i was like no literally everybody i know knows each other and they're like he was like how i was like this is just it's a big subculture but it's a, it's a small it's yeah. a small world like it is it, as even, big as even internationally like, yeah you know because there'll be like for instance ada makes a lot of outfits for many of the queens that we mm-hmm. all know and stuff so they'll be like oh i was talking to that person and she knows some she knows you know mm-hmm. what i mean it's mm-hmm. like if you're into certain aspects of the world yeah it's all there mm. yeah Which if you're really like in nice. a very specific scene usually like everybody knows each other and like <laughs> yeah, it was really <laughs> funny yeah. Like to have all that. But even the people that had it met in person, even yeah. people that I didn't even think would know each other, all knew each other. Like it just it was really fun. And then like your friends, you had a few friends that like had fun too. Yeah, yeah. I invited yeah. some friends. Um and it was funny because I also like wanted to make sure they would all like uh have stuff to talk about. So like sure. when you have a smaller wedding and sometimes you have to be strategic about which friends you're inviting. Yeah. And you you don't want to exclude anybody. But then like it's also worth the headache not only to not have to switch into performative mode, but to keep a wedding like a, a realistic modest budget is so much better because you don't have to worry the day of about all this stuff and it's like so much less to coordinate. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's like a lot of people, they want the dream of a huge blowout wedding. But then the reality is that it takes you so much out of the experience, I think. Yeah, it's too much. And then like part of the reason, not only because it's beautiful and stunning, Mm -hmm. uh, that we wanted to get married at the Madonna is because they take care of everything. It's like the hotel, the venues there, they set up. Like all I had to do was like go down and make sure the balloon lady knew which which room to go into. Mm -hmm. Because we did balloons for centerpieces instead of flowers. You throw out flowers. It had such a high ceiling that I was like, let's do like giant glitter filled balloons in the center of each table. And Mm -hmm. it like brought the whole room up and it looked really pretty. Yeah, and I'm like, let's do like a balloon arch behind us. I'm not doing like, a th- yeah, I'm not spending ten thousand dollars on flowers that we're gonna throw out in four hours. Yeah, like, oh, let's no. be realistic. Yeah, that's one of the biggest costs of a wedding and one of the biggest headaches to coordinate. But like with the Madonna in, and it sounds like a commercial Madonna in, <laughs> is that it's like there's not you, there's not much that you can add to make the place prettier because it's yeah. the Madonna in. It's yeah. already so, decorated. Yeah, just put it's up some balloons. Yeah. yeah, and so it's already good to go. And it's and they yeah. host a lot of weddings too. So they're literally yeah. just like pick your tablecloth and your napkins colors. Yeah, and I'm like great and then like all we did was like put little we got the little balloons and we Mm -hmm. got like just some random little things to fill space Mm -hmm. and like the seating chart and like that's all we had to take care of literally it Yeah. aside from like getting our outfits and done and like all that stuff but like you know they set up the reception room they set up the ceremony room they take it down they clean it like we ended up giving the balloons to like the waiters because they were like I guess they lived at like a frat house. And we're like, hey, do you know where we could put these balloons? And they're like, oh, are you guys giving them away? Yeah. Like, we lived at a frat house. Like, yeah. we'll take them. They're so cool. I'm like, yeah. What take a great them. second life yeah. with yeah. the balloons. And it's so yeah. funny. We've all been to weddings of family members and stuff that, like, it's this high stress, mm-hmm. crazy thing that's also costing them an arm and a leg mm-hmm. that some people can. Uh, spend so much that it's like that could be a down payment on the house. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Sure. I, yeah. I never know. like. Yeah. yeah. We wanted to keep it like on a pretty good size budget, like and not spend a lot of money. And then we were like lucky enough that his parents gave us like a really great gift that paid mm-hmm. for. Oh, that's pretty lovely. much yeah. all of it. it nice. yeah. 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 Pretty much everything except for like our own like garments. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that's great though. Which and, was yeah. really kind. Yeah. What, yeah. what color was the suit? It was, I originally wanted baby blue, a baby blue western, <laughs> western shoe with the little triangle kind of shoulders. Yeah. But I ended up getting one that fit in the jacket, but not the pants because, you know, a lot of vintage clothes, they don't really make them for, uh, you know, beefier people. So I had to like find, it was really, oh, that was the most stressful thing probably was yeah, the yeah. Suit. trying to find a suit. I found my dress right away and I yeah. ordered it immediately and it yeah. got it and it was made in my measurements and it fit. And yeah. like, yeah. New, but yours, we were like literally we were traveling yeah. around like downtown LA trying to find fabric that matched the pants and nothing like matched. Yeah. Like pants and a little tote bag, yeah. like going to every fabric store in LA. Never try to <laughs> to match um, baby blue chambray because you'll never find the oh, exact yeah. fabric. Never. No, that's right. Yeah. It, been, yeah. It, yeah. it has been faded and aged. Yeah. yeah. It will never be the same color. So the trick is just to find a suit that's just like slightly maybe larger than you are and have it tailored. So I got another yeah. suit off of eBay. And then had the pants taken in, and that was basically it. That was and like more of a navy, I guess. Yeah, it was like a, a little, it was like a like dark a navy. Yeah. Yeah, maybe medium navy. Yeah. Know. Yeah. Mm. And like yeah, a really cool blue. pink tie. Yeah, and I got like a, oh, cool. a cool belt buckle that was like, um, like two gold hearts, kind of like interlocking. Yeah. 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 Like cowboy boots. It was yeah. like a whole fit. Yeah, and I it was funny because when I um 
we went to the um, dry cleaner tailor person to have it taken in. Mm-hmm. Um, they were this like older couple. They were really cute, and they're asking like, "Oh, okay, so are you gonna are you gonna do the cowboy hat? Are you gonna do the bolo tie?" And they imagined like the whole thing, and oh, I was yeah. like, yeah. I was like toying with the idea, but I didn't want to go like too overboard. Yeah, yeah. And so I, I wanted to kind of you know do like seventy percent. I didn't want to be like uh, insufferable, but like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I toyed with the idea, but yeah, yeah. yeah we definitely yeah. like uh, recommended. We didn't like have a dress code, but we were yeah. like. It's going to be like 60s, you know, right? like kind of campy. And mm-hmm. so like all of my friends were like, yes, got it. My family was like, yes, got it. Like my mom was like very theatrical too. <laughs> oh, perfect. And like my sister loves drag and stuff. So she like knew automatically all of my friends, obviously drag queens, people like of high style, like yeah. loved it. Your family had a little bit more trouble because they're like more of a traditional Jewish family. They're like, what is, what yeah, do you mean? <laughs> they're more, yeah, they're more laid back. They don't do like shop vintage and all that sure. stuff. Yeah. So it was like they needed a frame of reference and my, some of my friends too, so. I was like, oh, you know, Mad it felt Men. kind of like cliche, but yeah, yeah, send them like stills from Mad Men and Perfect. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, yeah. You know. yeah, this is yeah. like the vibe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, like uh, all of my friends like turned it out. They like mm-hmm. really came in some looks. Yeah. yeah. Like my uh, drag sister is like really goth, like way goth still. Mm-hmm. And um, came up with like the perfect like 60s, 70s like look with like black velvet bell bottom pants and oh, this like amazing. flowy white like puffy shirt yeah uh situation and it like looked so good and like the black velvet like uh blazer situation oh, uh, it was such great. a good outfit yeah. and like everybody else like came in like 50s 60s dresses like elaborate mm-hmm. headpieces like yeah. hair pieces like it, we like fully look like a circus at the Madonna Inn and I like got so many messages from like people that followed me that didn't realize that like it was my wedding but they were like oh my god I saw that wedding I stayed there <laughs> and I was wondering where like the party was because I really wanted to join you guys and like the whole lot. so like yeah it was like we looked like a bunch of crazy people um at our wedding which was perfect that's what you want yeah yeah now did you do anything for the anniversary Oh, we haven't hit our anniversary. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I got the timeline confused. But we're probably going back to the Madonna Inn, I think. Yeah, we so. want to nice. go back and actually enjoy our room. Yeah. And like stay in it and enjoy yeah. it. Yeah. That's a perfect Have idea. the real wedding yeah. experience. Have a yeah. real like honeymoon experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because we didn't get a chance to actually enjoy our room. We yeah. just like slept in it for a few hours and like got right. ready. And like I got two different rooms to get ready in because... um I wanted like a, a nice room for pictures, and then we sure. wanted like a rock room, which is too dark, mm-hmm. uh-huh. that kind of stuff. It was great in theory. But it was great yeah. in theory. I but think I stayed practice. in one. I I was there once for one night. It was not terribly remarkable stay, mm-hmm. but um, I definitely want to go back because I know that the, all the different rooms you can pick and everything. Yeah, yeah. it was a I think a rock room or something. Is it yeah. the one where like the shower? It's just like a yeah. fake cave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that was Those one. the Flintstones cool. experience. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That one. Um, we stayed in the second night and it had like a fireplace, which we briefly turned on for yeah. like a few minutes before we like for the five minutes we were awake for the five before minutes. we passed out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we like literally passed out. But yeah, yeah we want to go back. Um, for our anniversary and like redo the whole thing. Yeah, that's really fun. sweet though. You got the location. Yeah, and all that. Yeah, and it's always tied to that yeah. memory. That's yeah. Nice. What's the date? Yeah. On it, uh, October thirtieth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, that's cool. It's nice. Day right before, before Halloween. Halloween. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. And it's like comfortably in between your birthday and Halloween. Yeah, so yeah. That's nice. Yeah, I had two gifts in one week. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and October weddings are cool. Like it was, the weather was perfect the day of. It was in yeah. you know San Luis Obispo, and so it's kind of got the marine layer, but it was all like um, overcast, gray out, overcast. And misty. Yeah, yeah. I've mentioned before, I hate the heat. 
Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it was like nice, we, cool yeah. enough. Like, oh, yeah. it was beautiful. I'm like, you know, you think of like people are like, oh, my wedding day was so beautiful. It's like bright and sunny. And uh-huh. I'm like, my wedding day was beautiful. And it was like gray and overcast and like misty and cold. And I was like, yeah. If you don't have to sweat during yeah. the wedding, I think exactly. you've achieved yeah. something special. I went to a wedding in Kentucky a couple of years ago and it was just like, wow. Like we were, cause we were waiting for a while mm-hmm. for them to get ready to do the whole walk down the aisle. Mm-hmm. And you know, when you're like, oh God, I can feel the sweat on my back. Yeah. This is yeah. not, this yeah. is not the, the look, the, the move. Yeah. yeah. Man, we had ours indoors. So yeah. we wouldn't have to be out in the sun just Controlled. thinking it was yep. sunny. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. So yeah, we nobody had to be outside if they yeah. didn't want to be, but yeah. the weather was great. And we're not sunny day people in general. Like, you know, someone's like a permagoth when like <laughs> they prefer like a gray day. <laughs> I also like yeah. grew up in the Bay Area, so yeah, like fog, oh, I mean, cold, there you go. Yeah. I love yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah you like Seattle? No problem. Yeah, yeah. bring it on. on. Yeah. <laughs> it's a mystery to me how I like survived this long in LA because I hate a sunny day. Do you like, it's keep all the blinds closed a lot? I keep the blinds closed. No, I like the light. Yeah, yeah. But I don't like the sunniness. We're pretty lucky that like our our living room windows like. Um, it faces the building across from us, but there's like mm-hmm. an alley, so we get tons of light, but yeah. it's like not direct sunlight. Oh, yeah, that's but right. our kitchen and our bedroom get direct sunlight, so they get very hot. Yeah, yeah, um, it's like the greenhouse effect. It's the yeah. greenhouse effect, <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. But yeah. like our main living space gets like um, cool toned light, which is mm-hmm. nice. That is nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah. I prefer that. I do like light. I just like don't like beating down sun yeah yeah i'm with you on that i like to be outside when it's sunny but Mm -hmm. then when i'm inside i think it's because of the control of the color temperature Mm -hmm. basically like because i have all the hue lights and everything yeah Mm -hmm. and i also am fairly light sensitive Mm -hmm. just you know sitting around yeah and then Mm -hmm. if you're looking at a screen and everything i kind of like to have either like orangish tones Mm -hmm. or Mm pinkish tones or blue or something like that yeah our entire uh place is decorated and like moss green burnt mm-hmm. orange very 70s mustard love mm-hmm. those yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah it's like very specifically decorated in yeah. those tones it's funny when a friend of mine came over to um katso when we were um leaving for a wedding it was you know it was like you know october and so she came over and she looked around at the um living room and she's like oh wow everything is like so seasonally on point like you know and she was joking about the fact that you know we had our our black hat in the room that was like the perfect like october color <laughs> yeah. scheme yeah we're like oh no this is just like the way our apartment looks <laughs> yeah. like, all seasons yeah. it's just like 70s tones but it works yeah. perfectly in the fall people think that it's like yeah. specifically for that yeah. 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 yeah yeah although i'm sure it's great in the spring as well because yeah. it's just yeah. the color it's a year-round look yeah, yeah. comforting yeah. colors yeah. Very relaxing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I'm also very, I'm not like light sensitive, but I'm a light snob. Ah, I like talked yes. about this before. I hate cool tone lighting. I hate like a cool tone light. I don't understand why people have like dentistry lighting in their mm-hmm. home. I don't get like, that either. It looks mm-hmm. like literally you're like a morgue like taking apart bodies. Like, yeah. get yeah. yourself like a neutral or warm white mm-hmm. lighting. Mm-hmm. It's, ugh, I it really like. It makes that a huge difference. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I was so happy when the hue lighting system became like a thing. Mm-hmm. I didn't know about it, and I stayed at my friend's place, and they had the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And immediately when I got back, I was like, that's what I'm doing. Mm. And it's funny because they last forever, the LED bulbs, mm-hmm. and you can tune and change everything, which is nice. And, yeah. But that's how I am because also, as you see, I, one of the things I don't like about lighting up the place for shooting yeah. is that wh- as the people sitting in it, you're like, ooh, it's really stark. They're like, yeah. They're white, yeah. white, white, white. Mm. 
thank God I don't have to deal with that normally because so many light yeah. fixtures are terrible. All those yeah. ones over uh, over there or the uh, overhead ones, yeah. they're fine with colored lights in them. But with just stark white light, it's like mm-hmm. you feel like you're in like an institution. Yeah, yeah. it's like a waiting room. Totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially with like an older apartment building, it can like look really dry. <laughs> yeah. Like it's a difference between like being like a vibe and being like uh, – like what would Bums. you say? Yeah, yeah like <laughs> literally, like in the slums. Like, yeah, it could no, look really. like very slummy with the bad lighting. Like you're mm-hmm. forced to live there because it's the only apartment you can afford. Or yeah. you could have a really cool retro apartment and light it nicely and correctly, yeah. and it looks like a beautiful, warm, vintage home. That's really like, true. Like out of a magazine. And and it's wonder, all about lighting. Yeah, and I wonder if that goes back to like the whole neurodivergent, neurotypical I bet thing it does. because it's like yeah. some people just seem like they're unaffected by like um, having like a weird like blue light kind of mm-hmm. like yeah i mean like the the cold lighting the the waiting room like sure, fluorescent cycle lighting. yeah and, the forest. yeah, yeah. But, i was my least favorite thing i cannot yeah. stand that but then like i don't know it just like when it affects your mood it can affect it so much just oh like, yeah uh, i can't focus yeah i got really cranky the other day i was like yeah. i was something i was doing some kind of like i don't know if it was filling out a form it was something like that mm. or like making an appointment mm. but uh because i think i was testing the camera or doing something with mm. that. I had all the, these lights on uh, bright, this color, but bright, mm-hmm. uh, and, but it was everyone in the apartment. And uh, then I, I was like, what? and I was like, Oh, hold on a second. Yeah. And I turned it to mm-hmm. orange and I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. 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 It's like, do I need to smoke a joint right now? Or do I need to just like change the lighting? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's a big thing. Yeah. 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 But I totally got like having to put like lighting that's like not cute for like video. It's yeah. like yeah. all the lighting that you have to use for that is like bright, like, cool tone lighting mm. especially yeah. for me that like paints like different colors oh sure and you, and you need mm. the colors to register a specific exactly. way and all of and that it's like yeah. always that lighting but yeah like you said it's nice when you can put it away and then go back to your nice warm tone lighting yeah. and it's yeah. wild when we finish and i shut that one off it's gonna be it, we're gonna seem like we're plunged into darkness but <laughs> i actually like the ring light because it's not quite as cold yeah it's yeah. Warm, yeah and so i, I like we that. have both of those oh yeah. okay yeah yeah they're really good you know uh ada and i made our first joint purchase uh, that set over there of the Niwer, um, I I haven't pulled them out yet. I'm going to set them up because I want you can tune. It has all the uh, it's uh, it has dimmers and you can mm-hmm. change the color temperature mm. oh, that's in them. Cool. And there's a set of three and there's a remote that operates all three or you can operate it on the back. Nice. That's so cool. which is great because those are just sort of the entry level. You know they're great. Yeah. The uh, fill. What do you call them? The, the softbox. Soft yeah. yeah, which yeah. are great for actually that's for the green screen. You know what I mean? Because they blow yeah. out the green screen. But, um, and I, I can't, I remember first using them and like shining them on me or someone else. I was mm-hmm. like, that's too, <laughs> yeah. way too harsh. Yeah. 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 I have to use those. I literally have those. My, uh, the ring lights or the, no, the softbox, the softboxes, like that yeah. exact one. I'm pretty sure. Uh, both of them for filming like makeup looks just so you could see everything. Oh, sure. And they're you know both that. like on me, like at an angle, but like yeah. on you. Yeah. yeah. And that makes sense yeah. though for that. But, uh. I mean, what the good thing about this is, I mean, that's essentially like a fill mm-hmm. yeah. light, so that works for that. Yeah. So, and anyone just listening has no idea what we're talking about. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, maybe they haven't the whole time. I don't know. It's yeah. not up to me. <laughs> so we don't want to get in our heads about it. No. But I've Lighting had a wonderful maybe it's time. Giving them ideas, though. Yeah. Oh yeah, I just yeah. want to say I have, I've had a wonderful time chatting with you. We have a wonderful, robust two-part episode. Here. <laughs> and, Definitely. Yeah, which is fantastic, and I look forward to hopefully taping another one sometime. Yeah, definitely. It was really for fun, sure. Yeah. yeah. Super fun. I'm glad I'm glad uh, you came and we gave you a mic. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I was surprised. not expecting that. I was like, oh, I'm just going to sit and play like 
my video game in the corner. Like, yeah. No, I'm super happy. I, I, yeah, it's super nice and super sweet. So I'm happy that that happened. So thanks for that. Thanks. And um, we'll have to all go to the Apple Pan sometime. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 For sure. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, thanks for joining. Thank you for having us. I was like such a, I'm such a huge fan of the podcast. Oh my God. Thank you. I think you. you're an amazing interviewer mm-hmm. in the way that you like ask questions is so thoughtful compared to like a lot of people that interview drag queens. Cause oh, like, I feel like they all get like the same, like, where do you get inspo for your looks questions that we have to answer 15 times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I feel like you ask like really, really like thoughtful questions. So it's an honor to be on the show. Oh, that, listen, it's an honor to hear that. <laughs> I really appreciate that. And yeah. I'm quite a fan of your artistry as well. Thank you. So thank you very much. And uh, let's just thank each other for another five minutes. I know. Yeah. <laughs> thank you, audience. No, that's uh, really wonderful. <laughs> I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Thank you. And um, wow. I don't know what else to say, so I guess I won't. So tune in <laughs> next time, folks. <laughs>